Hello and a big welcome back to the People's Wrestling Podcast. We've been away, specifically I've been away, for a while. Uh, so there's a whole host of wrestling news to get through from the past month. We'll be discussing tonight Raw, Smackdown Live, and we'll be running down Hell in a Cell. But before we do, here to help me guide us through the crazy world of WWE over the past month, few weeks, however long it's been, I've lost count, with a bumper news roundup. It's Aiden Bunker and Matt Bumby. How you doing, guys? All right, Long how are you? Long time no see, Matt. Long time no see. Aiden, I saw you the other day. You did, yeah, how you been? Yeah, not been the greatest three weeks of my life, but hey-ho, we'll get over it. It's not necessarily exacerbated by WWE, I hope. <laughs> no, no, just... Unrelated just, stuff, unrelated, unrelated. Unrelated. Aiden, how about you? Yeah, I'm all right. Keeping busy. Good, good. <laughs> I love keep how insightful busy. you are in your first intro. Keep bits. busy. I like to keep my cards close to my chest. Okay, literally, or metaphorically. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, so, hit me. What the hell's going on in the world of WWE? And what has been going on for the last month? Roman Reigns is over. No, it's not. Sorry, yeah, is that pretty much it? <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. No. Vince is mine. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so. Okay, so I should explain, for those who don't know, I've been away for the last three weeks, I've been out of the country, and even though I've been in Canada and the US, where wrestling is shown live, I haven't actually been able to watch barely any of it. I saw a bit of No Mercy, in fact I've seen most of No Mercy, so I've seen the Cena Reigns, I've seen the Lesnar, Strowman, uh, everything that happened at that pay-per-view, I've seen bits and bobs online, but I've not sat and watched a full episode of Raw or Smackdown or anything since. Uh, so what are the big what are the big hitters right so um, main story which kind of came to, to fruition this week was the shield reunion which has been kind of bubbling um, under the surface provoked by the Miz um, and getting in a mini feud with Roman and tying in with the uh, the bar and Rollins Ambrose that was like the main story coming out of of the raw side yeah um and the main story on the SmackDown side was the uh, the headbutt heard around the world. The headbutt heard around the round the world by Kevin Owens on Vince McMahon. Yeah, so I mean, I've said this is probably the biggest uh, bit of news that I've been away for, although I have seen it. Um, how crazy is Vince McMahon? <laughs> yeah, how old is he? Seventy-two. Not only to take the headbutt. It was to take a the super kick the, and a frog, frog splash. splash. Frog splash looked from painful. a massive man. Yeah, and the, what the way that the, the headbutt, I can only assume that Kevin Owens was instructed to connect with that headbutt in the way he did. Well, yeah, you can imagine because there, there was a handshake and he goes from the handshake to the headbutt. You can, you can see, see Vince talking to him, so he's probably, probably telling him like lay it in on me. Yeah. He's pre-cut as well. You oh, can is see, he? Yeah, you can see it. I don't think he was. He is. You watch it back. There's makeup over the top of it. Okay. Mm. That's not something I considered. But no, I'm not. Judging by how quickly the blood came, it probably even does make sense. Um, risky game, though. What if you just started bleeding midway <laughs> midway through the promo? Yeah, and also there's a, there's a few people saying it could be in quite bad taste. Because um, I don't know if you know, but there was a, a guy in New Japan, I think it was Shibata or something his name is. Um, Shibata? Shibata. Sh- uh. Ch- no, Shibata. I know, S H. Shibata. Um, he was in a match with someone, I can't remember who, and he did 
did a full-on like hardway headbutt on the other guy and he ended up um being hospitalized and nearly dying for it and he's only just kind of made a he's not having a wrestling comeback yet but he was very seriously injured from doing the exact same move so pretty, pretty hefty headbutt talking of japan did anyone else see that um women's fight where that um competitor broke the other one's arm i did i did see yeah sexy star and rosemary sexy star terrible name. <laughs> great name it's actually in mexico i think oh was it in mexico yeah it, it yeah. was in mexico that was crazy yeah she broke it with an arm bar didn't she, and she after she'd already tapped out refused to let go which was you know cardinal sin yes she's been widely condemned rightly so so okay so the news rounds up taking us from the shield to vince to uh, mexico um how about via japan what's going on with the cruiserweight division so i've seen obviously last i heard or last i'd seen neville had lost the title to enzo amore which was insane um fear a low blow what the hell has been going on since enzo face heel what? yeah it's very odd enzo's ever since he's been coming out basically saying look i've I'm the one who's made to a fight relevant. I've put us all on the map. You guys should thank me, whatever. Um, and he wanted a he wanted a celebration the night after Raw, uh, night after No Mercy, but he didn't want anyone to kind kind of um, interrupt him. So he, he had Kurt put in this no contact clause thing, which is quite a heelish Very thing to do. Very much yeah. Um, and all the cruiserweights came out, and Neville especially came out and just beat him up. I didn't like this. It felt to me as if this was a punishment for Enzo yeah I, I heard from what the what I read about it people were saying it was it was actually quite hard to watch yeah it, it was. was well to be fair um, on TV the only thing you see is Neville beats him up hits him with the red arrow and that's that's end, all you that's see the end. But, but then, then after is, the camera's a... shut or after everything um, goes offline um, off air even Braun Strowman's music hits and he comes out of the ring and just beats the shit out of Enzo um, and then everyone and then every single one of the cruiserweights hits, hits their, like finisher. their finisher or and you can see at the end Enzo is like gasping for air <laughs> he's on the floor like he is a good seller to be fair I don't think he was selling because <laughs> you could hear a couple of things where he, he swore and yeah. it hurt him which I think they did it as a punishment. That is full on, it's full on bullying. Yeah, and it shouldn't be shown it, it for was... one, and it should not be happening in a multi-million-pound company like that. It was weird because um, he's the kind of in between heel babyface kind of role. Um, but he, what it did make me do is it did make me watch Two Hundred Five Live. Well, just a little bit of it anyway. And he cut a promo and he was like, look, my, um, I won the title, I, I wanted to celebrate, I flew my mum out um, to Raw, she was sitting in the front row and she sat there and watched me get the crap beaten out of me, um, which is like quite, a, it's like, oh, trying to get sympathy for this guy, and yeah. he, um, later on in the night he goes completely mental and attacks Neville with a crutch and starts taunting the fans and all that kind of stuff, so he's very much in between at the moment, but he's definitely leaning towards a heel Persona. Yeah, I mean, from what so from what I've seen on Raw, and I guess what happened on Two Hundred Five Live as well, um, definitely more leaning towards the heel side. It was just a, a, all a, a little bit pretty well. confusing. I mean, these, did they did Hendo start as a heel in NXT? I don't His think character, so. Character you would think is pretty heelish. I don't think he's ever ever. Don't been think a he's heel. ever been a heel, especially not with Cass. No. Yeah, I think I think he'd suit a heel. I just. 
I do worry about Enzo as a credible champion, but you know we've come onto that maybe a little bit uh, later. Well, it's probably more topical now than ever. But um, moving on from the cruiserweight, then. So the only other news that we had was that Bobby the Brain Heenan died. Yeah, sad, sad news. Um, so I did, I, I did hear this while I was away. Um, I think it was while I was away. Anyway, might have been slightly just before. Um, so yeah, I did. Um, obviously have that in my mind the whole time. Um, yeah, just really sad obviously um struggled with health conditions for since about 2002 i think he yeah. suffered from cancer um so you know perhaps not a surprise but still still a shock to the to the wrestling world so yeah well i saw family. him at wrestlemania 29 and his wife was talking for him yeah so even then it was so a good few years ago he yeah. was he's still showing the signs of the of the struggle so yeah very unfortunate um but as we say, perhaps maybe not unexpected. Um, so is that it? Are we? You know, it's been it's been a fairly busy time in WWE. Um, what's been going on other than the Kevin Owens Vince McMahon issues? Obviously, we've seen Shane and and Kevin Owens uh, issue escalate, which obviously culminated in the pay per view at the weekend, which we'll talk quickly about. Um, anything else on SmackDown noteworthy? The Usos and the, the New obvious. Day. <laughs> um, other than the Usos and the New Day, there's just been a lot of. Um, so we're seeing the return of Charlotte Flair, right? Yep, she's back. Yeah, um, a lot of weird kind of booking with SmackDown. It's very kind of up and down at the moment. There's been a lot of matches between Baron Corbin, Ty, Ty Dillinger, and AJ Styles, and AJ Styles in. Every which way you can <laughs> think about it, and obviously again culminating in a in a triple threat at the, at yeah. the pay per view, and again once again this week, um, a lot of dwindling attendances as well. I'm seeing, I know something we briefly discussed, and I've seen a lot of it online. Uh, yeah, especially even with Hell in a Cell. Well, yeah, especially with SmackDown, uh, and obviously a SmackDown pay per view, where people just don't seem to be turning up anymore. Which I think is so it's so bad for the company. Like if they legitimately if they put it over here it would sell out every time yeah sometimes from some of the pictures I've seen it's like not just sparse seats kind of scattered around it's, it's whole sections it's yeah. Empty, yeah especially and I've heard camera people, side I've heard people say why not just put it in a small arena if they know they're not going to fill an arena yeah just put it in a smaller one I guess I don't know how many arenas thing. are a bit like, I imagine they probably get some kind of deal with arenas like we'll host free shows in your yeah. arena uh, this year it could like be that. a case of um, obviously the smaller arenas aren't necessarily going to be the ones which are most um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for most sort of attractive on TV they don't look as aesthetically pleasing might not have uh, so if you can fill one side which we see quite a lot with Smackdown so you'll see where the hard cam is situated this whole stand behind that is often completely empty now. But it's it's hard because they can't the angles they have to then do in the ring. Yeah. And I mean they've messed up a couple of times where they've looked over that way and you think, oh my god, that looked really bad. Yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of hell in a cell where like half the entire first row on the camera side was there was empty seats and yeah. the camera had to kind of quickly pan away. Yeah. It doesn't look good. And even after even after the main event had finished and um, the camera sort of panning around to show Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and it entire sections were empty now i know people may have left early or whatever for some reason um but still still not good uh it wouldn't have happened in my day 
That's what's happening in my country. <laughs> well, this is true. This is true. Okay, so um, okay, maybe more um, up to date news then from the last, literally the last day. Hearing some rumours circling around, I still don't know whether it's been confirmed, and you might be able to change my uh, mind on that. But rumours circulating about the departure of Neville from the WWE, which would just be an absolute travesty. In the past two hours, I've heard that he definitely had requested for the release of his contract. I've seen that. um, So apparently he. Walked out on Raw yesterday. The original plan. He pulled a CM Punk, did he? Yes. He pulled pulled a rock. Yes, he pulled a rock. So all the top guys have done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll uh, we can touch a bit more on the cruiserweights a bit later. But apparently, um, the original plan for the night was um, Enzo to defend his title against Kalisto at TLC and him to face Neville um, on Raw. On Raw, yeah. Um, but Neville walked out, so they had to change the plan. Um, Supposedly, Neville was supposed to lose to Enzo. Yeah. Uh, Again. And um, although I per- I personally haven't seen anything saying that uh, or confirming that he's actually handed in um, his notice. Apparently, WWE have confirmed that he hasn't. I love that handed in his notice. It's because someone at work handed in my notice today. They told me about it. It's on my mind. Um, there's been some, some source in WWE has com- either confirmed he hasn't handed in his notice or confirmed that he <laughs> did walk out or something like that. So, um, Are we saying he definitely did hand in his notice? Or? Definitely some goings on. Um, some, basically something happened. Yeah. <laughs> Never walked out. Not happy, obviously, with the direction he's going, his character's going in. But did anyone else see a thing on Twitter from Austin Aries saying that he was at the Performance Centre? No, I've not seen that. Or that Austin Aries is that? The yeah, point, it? no. It was about a week ago, and he said, "Had fun today at the performance center." And I can't think that Vincent Mann would let anybody in the performance center that's left oh, the way he did leave. Yeah, and you're not just going to let people train there, are they? So does that mean he's coming back? I don't know. I I saw a couple of posters today of matches that he's got coming up. Uh, I think he's got one against Will Ospreay in the next couple of weeks. And Will Ospreay tweeted about, um, could you imagine um, a match between the man that gravity forgot and the aerial assassin, which would be pretty pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I really hope that Neville doesn't leave. Me but too. I think it would be There's absolute, a lot of great matches out there if he does. An absolute shape. But no one's going to, like, not everyone's going to see them. That's the problem. No. Um, this is the problem. Obviously, they you have a companies do have their viewership and yeah they're all doing great stuff and there's a there's a life outside wwe now but still not to the extent that someone like neville deserves he deserves to be on the main stage not maybe not necessarily at the top of the card but he's a hell of a wrestler and the resurgence of his character has been staggering the way that the hill turn the way it happened was was okay but the way he took it and ran with it was amazing and such a shame that he lost the title for a start and now obviously it's culminated in perhaps even leaving the company which would be as we've mentioned Austin Aries the second in a matter of months for this to happen to with the cruiserweight division well I've heard another rumour that if Neville has done it this easily to release from his contract that Daniel Bryan will also be looking to release his, be released from his contract yeah I mean I fully expect that Daniel Bryan's probably tied down with so many like, legal loopholes to that contract that he can't leave. 
Um, but, you know, it's a possibility. And, you know, if they're not going to let him wrestle, he's going to want to do it elsewhere. An interesting tweet from Jack Gallagher, which I thought might be worth mentioning. He's made a quote saying, there can be no failure to a man. This is at 12.57 p.m. today. Saying there can be no failure to a man who has not lost his courage, his character, his self-respect or self-confidence. He is still a king. And all the kind of replies under that tweet, everyone's thinking he's obviously talking about Neville, especially with the Sounds term like king Neville. in there. King yeah. of the Cruiserweights. Um, it's quite interesting, like someone from within, obviously, and within the division, um, making that kind of comment could give some kind of indication as to what has actually gone on. Maybe. Um... As you say, really hope that it's not. Uh, not I do hope it's case. not true. Um, but you know, part of me thinks it probably is. <laughs> and it wouldn't be the first uh, time we've heard rumours of someone requesting their release either. Recently, I believe Rusev and Lana were subject to these rumours. Yeah. And that you know hasn't really materialised, and it hasn't really got any better for Rusev to be honest. If anything, it's got worse. Yeah. Um, so you know there is history uh, with this over the last year or so. Um, but it would just be a, a cry in shame, I think. <laughs> um, okay, so you know, we've touched a lot on well, a fair amount on the cruiserweight division. The cruiserweights exclusive to uh, Monday Night Raw uh, and obviously 205 Live. And so, why don't we start with a look at Raw? Um, so, the goings on. There's only really from the t- main talking points, Raw is obviously from uh, Indianapolis this week, there's only one real place to start. And that's the return, the reuniting of the shield. Now, oh. a big, big talking point, which to me slightly felt a little bit, you know, rushed, a little bit anticlimactic. Matt, I can sense you're a little frustrated. I uh, just, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to see it. I don't know if my head is thinking. Why do we have to go back to these nostalgic points and do it all over again? It was great the first time round. Will it be as good the second time round? Probably not. Mm. Um, are they just going to push Roman Reigns like they did in the original version of The Shield? Which, from what I've seen on Raw, that's definitely what they're doing. <laughs> because he's the one that ends up with finishers. He's the one that power bombs them. He's the one that does the <laughs> and I just and the other the other problem I have with it is that three titles or two titles won't be defended at TLC. So yeah, obviously, what's what's born out of this? So um, this return came about. Now, obviously, it's been bubbling under the surface for a few weeks. And last week, as much as I haven't seen it, I believe there was a to end the show after Roman had been beaten down by the Miz and Sheamus and Cesaro. For whatever reason, um, there was a, a clip of him sitting in a changing room, a dressing room with Dean and Seth coming up to him, and no, no one said anything. It was all a bit weird, but uh, that was the insinuation. I kind of just wish maybe that had gone on a little bit longer, like carried on through this week, not happened yet, and then maybe teased it a little bit more. Um, but no, we kind of got it at the very beginning of the show where the Miz uh, has a Miz TV segment where he's. Uh, he's doing was the Mizzies I think he calls it they could have done for this what they did with the Dean and Seth thing yeah they no could. they won't know it will they won't know yeah it's just sort of oh they did yeah 
which you've kind of <laughs> made it anticlimactic. Yeah. As, oh, much oh, as, we, as much as when we spoke about the Dean and Seth stuff, perhaps it was going on a little bit too long, it was a little bit too obvious. Uh, this one just sort of came out of left field and just happened, which... Um, I thought um, it was a little, not disappointing, but maybe also a bit anticlimactic that it happened right at the start of the show. That's what I thought. Because yeah. I thought that maybe this the reuniting could have happened at the end of the show and then the thing they did with Strowman like midway through the show could have happened next week. Yeah. I, I don't see the reason that. why they had to do both. I found it odd that both things happened this week. I didn't feel they had to do the thing with Strowman if I'm going to be honest. Well, obviously... I think they did. There was a reason, like, rumours have been circulating of obviously the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, reunion and the match being made for TLC. Uh, rumours had already circulated that Strowman was going to be added to that for some reason um, so it seemed like people kind of knew that that was where they were going so I guess maybe they're just getting that one out there early getting the match sorted so people can get excited for it um, I don't know if it's going to stay a handicap match uh, I, yeah to be honest I, I would, I would rather have been a 3 on 3 the only thing I can think of is maybe um, they do this and there's some kind of maybe 4 on 4 or 5 on 5 match at Survivor Series where the Shield can add to them yeah, but um, or Cesaro's still got to have surgery on his teeth, so they might write him out before. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think he's already. No, he's because he hasn't he has had it yet. Because he does sound ridiculous, right? About that. <laughs> he hasn't had it yet because um, they had to cut open his gum, take out his teeth that were pushed, which would sounds disgusting. Yeah. They, they, they didn't actually up. fall out. They, they didn't fall sure. out. They were pushed. Or, Four uh, millimeters they were up forced, into his gun. Yeah, they were Jesus. forced into his gun. I did say I saw it and I thought that's that's such a like inconspicuous little accident. How did something so major happen? Out yeah, of that? So I, I was um, watching it at work. No shame at all. Um, and <laughs> I, I I saw it and I saw him hit the, the turnbuckle and then he instantly held his face and I thought oh he's he might have hurt himself here yeah. and then they showed the replay. Well, I saw him bleeding, and then they showed the replay, and I literally went, like, I made a noise, <laughs> and, and someone was like, all right, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, holding just, his teeth, because <laughs> I, I was just thinking, like, because at first I thought he lost his teeth, and and losing teeth is, like, such a massive fear of mine, it's, yeah. it's one of my biggest fears in life, um, especially to have him, like, smashed out, um, and I thought, I just felt so bad for him, and... Like, I feel even worse knowing that they didn't actually get knocked out, but they got smashed into his gums. <laughs> and, like, continuing on the way he did was pretty impressive. Like, you always kind of wanted him to win, like, because he managed yeah. to get all the way through it. And, like, How? I'm sorry. You're paying me millions. I'd still be like, nah. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> My mouth, I'm done. Especially if you know you're not even winning the match. <laughs> yeah. like, well, there's no point in me being <laughs> But, yeah, apparently, so apparently he's got to have surgery, major surgery on it. So maybe that's where they might be going with it. Pertent. Uh, I mean, out of, of has all he been matches, in any matches since? I don't recall. No, I don't I think, think so. he has. He's been in a bit of physicality with the beatdowns yeah. and stuff. But... but he's been wearing a gum shield, doesn't he? So yeah. of all matches as well, if you're going to go into any kind of match, you don't want to be in a TLC match with a pre-existing injury to your face. No, I mean, especially your mouth. Yeah, I mean that's uh, asking for a disaster, really. So you, you may be right. They might they might be writing him out. But then I think that would work better if it was like, oh, Cesaro's been written out, like been ruled out. We need a new partner. Who's it going to be? Oh, it's Braun Strowman. Not yeah, they could have done it like that. Which right now. 
So, you know, that's small things, but maybe the Shield will get a new partner. It's probably be Jason Jordan or something like that. Someone else they want oh, to push. Fuck <laughs> off. Don't even Sorry, So, I'm thinking, like, obviously, with the lack of Intercontinental title being defended, lack of tag team titles being defended, there is obviously room for other people Matt to. Matt Hardy. Let's just chuck anyone in. Yeah. Um, Enzo. I kind of thought, <laughs> no, obviously, this actually, week, that's the title being defended at TLC. <laughs> I did kind of think that um, the because Matt Hardy faced Braun Strowman this week on Raw, to nobody's surprise he lost. Um, put on a fairly good show to be fair. I did kind of think at the end when Strowman carried him away, he was going to like power power bomb him or slam him off the stage or something to uh, maybe write him out for a few weeks. Maybe I even, thought he was just helping him backstage. <laughs> he just maybe wanted to even, speed things up. <laughs> maybe even transition him into the uh, broken slash woken Matt Hardy character that we uh, we pretty much know is coming at some point. Um, that'd be a weird way to get there well I mean if he gets decimated by Braun stays away for a few weeks and then comes back and is like oh I'll tell you what and then he would have to kind of shit out of me and now I'm woken seek retribution on Braun on Braun though which is well, yeah. not going to delete Braun is it <laughs> please don't um, take the hell of a job to delete Braun Strowman um, but yeah so you never know they might add someone to the shield but you know if it's a three or four still pretty excited to see it I mean let's face it all three members of the shield as much as you are a bit of a Roman hater a bit <laughs> I would I will stand here now and say oh, I hate Roman Reigns <laughs> I'm not a bit of a Roman Reigns hater I'm very much on the camp of I couldn't give a fuck about Roman Reigns <laughs> so as I say you're not his biggest fan <laughs> um, you have to admit all three of those guys are great athletes great wrestlers the mere <laughs> no they're not okay fine Aiden, you have to admit that all three of those guys are great. Race. Two of them are. Yeah, of course they are. I what 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 annoyed me about this was that um, there wasn't really any mention of the fact that um, they're gonna probably be stronger now than they were before. Especially that thinking, since yeah. since they've split up, there's been six world title reigns between them. You would you would thought that maybe now they've had their singles runs and they've come back together, they there would be mention of oh well now these guys are obviously unstoppable because these are three of the top guys on Raw. Yeah, but. No, nothing. No. Um, maybe there will be in the, in the coming weeks. But yeah, it wouldn't make sense then that they would now be stronger individually anyway and, and potentially as a team than they used to be. Um, what do we think this is leading to? Are we thinking Shield together for a long time or are we thinking just a nope. temporary... So let me tell you what face. I think is going on. So obviously um, Reigns is shoehorned in for the main event at WrestleMania for, for Brock. That's... No, that's that's what <laughs> that's the, not uh, where we're going, is it? The dirt sheets are saying, um, and I don't want to see another Roman Reigns. There is there is no way in 2018 that Roman Reigns should win the Royal Rumble. That should probably go to someone on SmackDown by like AJ Styles or something like that. Yeah. So the way I kind of see this going is um, towards the end of the year, there could be some kind of tension or dissension between the Shield and who really is the top guy. Nothing like, it's just competitive stuff, right? Um, and then at the Royal Rumble, not for a title or anything, or for a number one contendership, a triple threat between the three. A friendly triple threat to really determine who the best guy is. <laughs> just a friendly. Just a friendly. Pre-season. pre-season Royal Rumble triple threat match. <laughs> Roman Reigns obviously wins that match. Obviously. And the other, and the, other <laughs> the other two go, look. Does he hit him with a spear and Superman you, Like, you are the best man. And that's kind of the, a nice, a nice, ending to the shield no no one turning on each other that's like a definitive ending I think 
Um, and then Reigns, like, because there's quite a lot of time between now and Mania, and Reigns isn't going to be in the main event scene for a long time. So if they do that thing kind of going into Royal Rumble, I think that could last. That could be, that could work well enough. Um, I don't know about the triple threat at the Royal Rumble. I think that's a, maybe a little bit. Can't far. see a friend. Can't see WWE <laughs> booking that match in that way. There'll um, definitely be. A, I think there'll definitely be a heel turn by one of them. I think it's got to be Dean Ambrose. Yeah, it's the only yeah. one who could do it. Because Seth's already done it. Roman just is never going to turn heel, regardless of how heelish he is. Um, and Dean could really use that. That why, why would Dean need to turn on Roman though? You can maybe get the whole Seth thing turn like on turned on me before, but I think Seth, like Dean and Roman have been friends this entire time, so there's not really any necessary at the yeah, moment. There's no reason. But what's Roman done for Dean? But, but has it? has Dean ever forgiven Seth really? Well, yeah, that's one thing. Like he could turn on Seth, but is there any need for him to turn on Roman? Maybe to just better himself, to further himself. A bit like Seth. He could do that by winning a triple threat at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> <laughs> proving he's a friendly. Top, he's or, a he top could, dog. or he could just win the Royal Rumble. He could do that, but then you don't get the triple threat match. <laughs> how about how about we say this? Dean Ambrose wins the Royal Rumble, gets his number one contender spot for WrestleMania. Roman and Seth get jealous. Then there's a triple threat match. At, say there's a Royal Rumble. How many clothesline rebounds <laughs> are we going to see? <laughs> Lunatic lariats or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm know. putting money on that. He doesn't win the Rumble. Okay, well, I don't think it would. If, if like if someone, because especially with the how poorly received the Royal Rumbles have been in the last couple of years if someone like AJ Styles was to, or Nakamura or something Kevin was to win the Royal Rumble that yeah. well this is obviously dependent on who's uh, champion at this time Jinder and Brock <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I believe the same of, people will uh, still be champion I've become kind of resigned to the fact that Jinder's just going to hold the title forever well, until India is not a country <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which you, yeah that's a shame could be a while could be a while well, might be waiting for a while yeah. well, I don't know maybe with uh, old Kim Jong-il <laughs> he might take out India getting political getting political uh, <laughs> so if you think if India is um, destroyed as a country do you think <laughs> we might get the end of Jinder Paul's title reign maybe yeah, quite it happens when he's there though, so Vince <laughs> maybe we might have to wait till Vince dies instead Oh God, we're, oh, we we are. Oh. It's gone a little bit bad this week. It's gone dark. <laughs> it's gone a little bit dark. We don't want anybody in India to die, even Jinder Mahal, uh, and we hope Vince lives for a long time. Well, a really bad injury, I wouldn't mind Jinder <laughs> Mahal. How about he just is, gets booked to lose the title? How about that? Well, yeah, that would yeah. be the case, but I don't think it's going to happen. But then I he think... will get his contractually obliged obliged rematch, and then he'll lose in the ten seconds, which he should be losing his match. <laughs> But yet my triple threat can't happen. No, because he's a friendly. Bullshit. The bullshit police have come to arrest you. Um, <laughs> no, that triple threat ain't happening. Jinder ain't losing his title anytime soon. We're all fine. <laughs> we should just stop talking about <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> we should just end it right now and go home. Um, but we're not going to because we love you guys too much. Maybe uh, we shouldn't do another podcast until Jinder's not jumping. <laughs> well, go on strike. <laughs> Done um, with Jinder, which we've been saying since episode two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, we are only on episode six now, so it's fine. <laughs> what one thing you have, which is a positive of you being away, was that you missed Jinder's god awful promos in the last. Oh, it's racist weeks. promos. His racist yeah. promos about Nakamura. Being I heard, Japanese. I heard um, something about this. I, I saw a little tiny clip in the lead up to the match at. Um, he even went there with. Oh, he went there with the Godzilla thing. Did, oh, said Godzilla. God. 
Um, oh no no he didn't say Godzilla he said Godzilla he said Godzilla and he said that how um, Shinsuke Nakamura always rooks the same yeah rooks the same yeah jeez I mean they went they went there even the crowd were like that's too far that's too far (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he's a bit of an arsehole really yeah a little bit we've gone on a massive tangent so the shield happened (laughs) (laughs) we're still on second one (laughs) oh dear um, I thought so it was yeah. going to be a quick one today, guys. That's what she said. Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, the shield happened. Um, what happened was they reformed on the stage. They attacked Ms. Seamus and Cesaro and Curtis Axel. Uh, and then later in the night, when Braun had beaten up Matt Hardy, they reappeared on the stage and attacked Braun and powerbombed him through the announce table. Oh, don't forget that Roman Reigns speared him. And Roman Reigns put him through the table. Well, I mean, it's a joint effort, but, you know. <laughs> I don't think they've ever once done the power bomb without Roman Reigns being the middle guy, so that doesn't bother me. Well, it makes sense. He's the strongest one. Yeah. No, it's the... Ooh, uh, bit. <laughs> really gets on your tits now, doesn't it? It really gets on my tits. <laughs> Every time he does it, I just want to punch him in the face. Right. So what do we think about gender? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of someone who gets on people's tits, um, Bray Wyatt. So this is another big talking point of Raw. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just got to tell you what my notes say. <laughs> Pray what, Sister Abigail? What the fuck? <laughs> Correct me if, if I'm wrong or if you know if something better, but this was essentially Bray Wyatt's voice, but through Badly. some sort of changer, <laughs> so which it, made it sound slightly more female. It turns out that Sister Abigail is actually just a Snapchat filler. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even do the bit where, like, I will cover his tattoos up so it's not it's not Bray Wyatt on the on the visual. Yeah, he had his arm, his sleeve out, and you could still see it was his toes. Well, like, I think that, that's the point. I think it's I think that what they're leading to is this Sister Abigail is just Bray Wyatt. So right, so I've seen a lot of negative response to this on well, Twitter and stuff, and I think I'm the only person who actually really liked this. Because maybe it was very corny and maybe slightly not very well presented. Because I just, I'm just wondering what, for all the years that he's been mentioning Sister Abigail, what have people been expecting? Because I, I, I was thinking the worst thing they could have possibly done, or the second worst thing they could have possibly done would be make it actually a, a real woman and a real character. The or worst some, thing they could have possibly done. Seen before. The worst, I think the worst thing they could have possibly done was make it someone like Paige or Nikki Cross or something. Because you would go, oh, that, that's, that's Paige. Paige like, yeah. How am I, you don't, you're not then going to believe that she's That's actually this person, yeah. especially someone like Paige, who has so much like going on outside of WWE that everyone what like, do you take it seriously. Speaking yeah. of Paige, she's making her return soon, right? Yeah, we did a whole thing about this last week. Oh, did you? Shame that never aired. You, I wonder why that was. Well, that's because Aiden wouldn't put it out because there was too <laughs> many penis references. <laughs> That's not how it went down. There were technical difficulties. Um, but there were no technical difficulties with the thing on Bray's face. And I actually really liked... <laughs> it's I've, coming from my job. As, as always, Bray's like delivery and his performance, I thought was fucking incredible. Yeah, right. Agreed, agreed. The, di- the dialogue was good. It made sense, like, explaining that she had... Like, obviously, she's dead, so there's not going to be someone. There's not going to be a physical person, so she's kind of reincarnated. She, she Bray's got her spirit, and obviously, bringing out that versus a demon is a decent enough is a hokey storyline. But 
Caitlin Jenner with a bra and, and fire, and <laughs> I don't think Cicero Abigail Bob was with lingerie. Um, she did wear a fucking thing on her head. I don't even know what you call it. Yeah, kind of. A black one. Um, but yeah, I, just, I thought it was just her hair. But I'm not ready for I'm not ready for the demon again. It's not been long, is it? That's what she's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway. Um, so you're not ready for not ready for the demon again. Yeah, it's not been no, particularly nice. SummerSlam, like it, right, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ideally, you'd like it to um, come out not quite as often. That's what But, yeah, I, it warrants it in this match, I think. I don't have a problem with that. The storyline story for me has gone on way too long. Too, too long. Yeah, but I, I was of the same opinion. It's got to this stage now, and I think they should definitely carry on with it. I believe Sister Abigail is just going to be Bray Wyatt with some sort of weird possessed look to him during the match. Bray Wyatt would probably be painted a little bit more pale uh, with his hair all down over his face. Do you know what I think think they should do? Is they should have like... Because a lot of them wore masks, didn't they, in the beginning of the uh, the Wyatt family. I think he should come out in a mask that's her skin. What That's, do you mean? So not like, like her actual, skin? like a not flesh mask. Her yeah, not like, real skin. Like um, she did get burned by Randy yeah. Orton. Oh, Jesus Christ, guys! Let me <laughs> explain what I mean. Like, like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like that sort like of Leatherface. Yeah, like that sort of. I think that would work. Okay, and that would maybe, scare the maybe living. Maybe a mask would work. Yeah. Can he breathe and wrestle in that? Though? <laughs> no, he could take it off when he got to the ring. Okay. But that wouldn't make sense. Like I like the idea of the mask. Yeah, but he could. He'd have it, to wrestle it. Yeah. No, he could put it on the side. Maybe. Like he could put it on the ring, and then she's there. Sort watching. of acting like the Undertaker's arm. Sort we, of. We maybe see some more kind of hokey shit like we saw at WrestleMania with the. I don't want to see that. Again. No, I don't want to see that. Not either. necessarily like the insects and stuff, but maybe stuff to do with. Sister Abigail from Beyond the Grave or whatever. But. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm all over the whole hokey stuff. The Undertaker stuff always made me like pop like crazy when he did stupid stuff like create lightning, lightning from an bolt. arena mm. or set something on fire with his hand. Um, but the stuff at WrestleMania was just terrible. Um, Awful. Hopefully we do see some more hokey stuff, but hopefully it's a lot better than what we've already seen. Yeah, I I'm fully open to. Uh, because it's near Halloween as well I think it's the 22nd that's a good I, point I didn't think about that I didn't think about that either and one, one point I should make obviously while I was over in Canada and America when I was in America it became October and they fucking love Halloween they're over obsessed. there they're literally obsessed with it so it wouldn't surprise me if an American company like WWE did go all out for Halloween with this character because they, they, they literally love it make a trick or street fight brilliant brilliant um, Let's hope they don't. Let's hope it's just a normal match. Yeah, I was the opinion. I was the same opinion of you that I thought it should be done after No Mercy. Um, but the promo that Bray did, teasing Sister Abigail the week before, yeah, kind of reeled me back in. And then this week, especially, yeah, but I, to be I fair, just... he's been teasing Sister Abigail for fucking years. Yeah, but it's the first time he's actually said she's alive. Uh, I, I really like that that bit last week actually where he said that she's alive and she's desperate to meet you yeah. I think that was really good uh, it did kind of put it it was a bit of a cliffhanger because usually these aren't really cliffhangers it's just like nonsensical rants that just don't go anywhere and then, then it stops and also Finn's performance 
like in the ring this week when he was kind of re- his reactions and stuff I thought were pretty good because he looked genuinely freaked see I liked I liked his reaction I thought like he did, did that you well see the, the interview after was pathetic I thought that's shit. what I was about to say that, that was terrible like it didn't need it why no yeah exactly the interview didn't need to happen and also why would he be scared like why would you be scared of Bray Wyatt? It's literally, I would be like, that's Bray Wyatt, you know? Yeah, so, he's uh, literally just got a Snapchat yeah. filter on his face. I beat him last week. Yeah, I beat him like twice already. I'd probably beat him in a house show the day before. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's a bit strange that Finn's reaction would be that he was genuinely scared and he saw evil. But that, then I liked the bit where he, he said he knows what he's got to do. Because um, we all know that that means a demon's coming. It might be a slightly tweaked version of the demon, maybe. I'm always excited to see the demon come out, but just to see what face I think he's got on. Maybe what design he's got. This could just be me chatting absolute bullshit. Wouldn't be the first shock. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> half and half. Half half, in, half, half man, demon. half demon. Half woman. Oh, never mind. <laughs> MVP used to do the half man, half amazing thing. So. <laughs> but I can um, see that working. It could work. Yeah, it's not not a bad not a bad shout. Um, Why? I'll already do the half man thing, we not just go full demon. Well, it doesn't need full demon to be Bray Wyatt, he's proved that. But he's maybe not facing Bray Wyatt, he might be facing Sister Abigail. Which is bullshit. <laughs> Essentially, what we've established is it's pretty much bullshit. <laughs> um, Aiden's loving it though. <laughs> I'm really into the story and I can't wait to see what happens. Okay, so. Alright, moving on from that then. So, Cruiserweight title, we touched on it before. Now, Enzo came into the night as champion, uh, and also with a, a non-contact clause in his contract or something from the other Cruiserweight. Which has since been violated. Um, which, and, and by the end of the night, he wasn't champion and there was no non-contract contact clause in his contract. It was contract. because Kalisto had been signed after... So I thought this was a bit... Kurt like, Angle had yeah, signed... Shoehorned in there a little bit. Um, so yeah, the no contact clause done, and then the week after Kalisto was signed, so yeah. he technically wasn't part of it at the time of contract signing. Okay. Um, so but he had his notes in anyway. The match was um, made for TLC, wasn't it? Um, Enzo versus Kalisto for the title. Originally, yeah. Originally. Um, but that was brought forward. Now, if you if you believe what you've seen, um, that was brought forward because of the fact that Neville. If you believe what you've seen. On Twitter, I mean. On Twitter, I mean. I'll get you back. That is because Neville walked out. Neville was supposed to face Enzo, and that didn't happen. So Callisto was was pushed into that match, and the title change happened early. So Callisto is the new Cruiserweight Champion, which I'm okay with, by the way. I don't have a problem with Callisto being a Cruiserweight Champion, because I actually quite like Callisto as a wrestler. Um, Just as a character, terrible. Um, Even his promo, where he mentioned... Desperately trying to get over with mentions of Rey Mysterio and Eddie <laughs> Guerrero. Well, was Desperate it? It was Eddie Guerrero's fiftieth. Yeah. Was no, fiftieth. I'm not sure if it's fiftieth birthday on Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was obviously his birthday. So they're playing on that. I don't know if it was meant to be that much of a tribute, but you know, the link between Kalisto and Eddie Guerrero is about as strong as me and any other Englishman. That's, it doesn't make much sense to me. See now, I'm um, I'm okay with Kalisto winning. Um, but before we found out all this news about Neville, what I kind of pictured in my head was Kalisto being like a transitional transitional champion, fending off Enzo again at TLC, and then Neville coming back for a feud, maybe not reclaiming the title, but at least coming for a title feud. But that might potentially not happen anymore. Well, yeah, no, as we've mentioned, it might not happen. Please don't leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't go. 
So this was actually the um, the main event. And I actually really like Third liked... week running. Sorry? Third week running. Third week running. have been the main event. So I, I actually quite like the way they set that up. And Al Enzo said that he'd only defend the title if it was, if it was in the main event. event. I quite like that. But there is a, a bit of a story going around about why this is happening. And it's, it's supposedly to do with the lack of viewership in the last hour of the show. Yeah. Um, which would explain why the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff happened at the start of the show and then the Cruiserweights happened at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, and I'm... I kind of like what they've been doing recently in that the um, the main story kind of gets rounded off most of the time at the end of the second hour and then the whole kind of third hour can be a bit more maybe... Experimental is probably the wrong word, but they can dabble with other storylines. Yeah. Um... Because if if you want to watch what happens to this bit in this particular story, um, but you don't want to have to wait all the way for another three hours till the end, um, it's quite a long wait. But if you're only waiting for the two hours, and then you can either see your story and then switch off, or see the main story and then kind of see what happens, I think it's probably smarter to do it that way with a three-hour format. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, so the cruiserweights went on last. Kalisto beats Enzo in a lumberjack match, which. Uh, I don't think I've seen a lumberjack match for a while. Um, I still hate them. Um, Never liked them. But you know, it was all right. It wasn't too bad. Um, I only guess the rules of a lumberjack match. It, no. it it made me think. Um, there's a big imbalance between baby faces and heels on um, two or five live in the cruiserweights. In um, what way? In that, um, like the ones who were celebrate. You compare the amount who were celebrating with Kalisto, like two or three of them, in comparison to the ones who were like trying to beat him up when he fell out of the ring. Right, so yeah, so more and more one, faces. one thing which I did notice because earlier in the match there was Alexander and Ali versus Kendrick and Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is another thing, for... by the way. How did this heel turn happen, Jack exactly. Gallagher? Exactly. So Gallagher no, turned heel on two or five live on the twelfth of September, so an entire month ago. Right. Um, and there's been nothing since. He's certainly he, um, he, he was in a feud with Brian Kendrick or something and um, now he's not <laughs> and some, something like Cedric came to save him from an attack or something and he went to shake his hand and instead of shaking his hand he attacked him something like that um, but because he's, he's hardly been on Raw or anything and for most mainstream fans who watch Raw he was a heel um, he was a babyface a couple months ago and now he turns up on Raw this week with absolutely no explanation as to why he's now heel. Yeah. <laughs> it was just quite weird. Like, because we, like. And now he wears jeans. Yeah, he wrestles in his in everything but his blazer, basically. Yeah. Um, Them shoes must be really hard to wrestle in. Was he, didn't Corey Graves mention that or something that he was slipping all over the place? Maybe. Was it Booker T, maybe? I think it's Booker sure. T. Booker T's had a lot of shit this week. A lot of shit this week. Something about Japanese boxing. Yeah. And... yeah. Mike Tyson going to Japan. Yeah, but it's not going to be in Japan, is it? Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's not boxing. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, Booker T, less said about him, the better. Uh, okay, so Cruiserweight. New Cruiserweight We should have champion. a segment every week called Tell Me He Didn't Just Say That. <laughs> and just the most stupid thing that Booker T said that week. It's probably a good idea. What do you That's think, a, Matt? It's quite a good idea. Yeah, I like that. And we can have a soundbite and everything. We can, yeah. I like that. That's good. Uh, Spitballing. <laughs> but we've got to replay one day the Hulk uh, Hogan thing. I don't think we're allowed, Matt. Are we not? He doesn't get very happy about that. Uh, who? Yeah. Because I don't care. New Day made a reference to it, and apparently he was really unhappy about it. Well, I doubt he's listening to this. <laughs> so fuck him. Don't, don't knock us like that, Matt. If he is, he's not anymore. <laughs> 
Booker T, if you're listening, fuck you. We are playing that clip. We've always had great things to say about Booker T, and especially his commentary. Um, right. We're coming for you. <laughs> Nugget. <laughs> um, right, Elias Sabson. Or Elias. What is he? Just Elias. Elias just now. Elias now. Okay, that's fine. Um, so he debuts a new song, which Michael Cole gets all hyped about. And um, he doesn't get finished because he's interrupted by... Whoa, 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 no. Before then, he comes out with the best one-liner I've ever heard. Go for it. Maybe I'll stop doing this song. Just kidding. I love the sound of my own voice. This one's to me. me. Yeah. I, like, I quite like Elias, to be fair. I think he's... Uh, I quite like his character. And I can't quite figure out whether they're trying to get him over as a face or a heel, like, a little bit. Like, obviously mainly heel all I really know is that I want to walk with Alliance but that that, that catchphrase is massively over yeah I um, and that's how you get heels to turn a face you give them a catchphrase which gets over it's happened hundreds of times before I like uh, Elias I remember when he first came on the scene as the drifter in NXT I thought he I watched a couple of his matches and his stuff I thought this guy's a bit of shit and I remember hearing rumours before Wrestlemania that he was the NXT guy who'd be coming up after Wrestlemania I thought oh, really? but ever since he's come up I've been pretty happy with him the way he's been booked I would like to see him in some kind of actual proper feud yeah, you're say, and maybe but he a has meaningful been feud. He's, he's been consistently as Booker T always says all he's done is win which is I basically say, true I can't remember a match he's lost like other than like multi-man matches like Intercontinental number one contendership and battle royals and stuff like that um, I yeah he rarely ever actually loses which is pretty pretty decent unlike um, Apollo Crews who was his opponent for yeah if someone was to lose if a baby face <laughs> if a baby face was to get the Intercontinental title off Miz I wouldn't be against seeing Elias against said baby face for the Intercontinental title yeah no I wouldn't either um, so is Apollo Crews probably coming up towards Kurt Hawkins for yes. the man he's lost <laughs> no because I do remember him winning a few weeks he, back yeah he did beat Elias I think before uh, no mercy Helen's, no mercy yeah. mm. um, okay so Helen no mercy <laughs> what happened in, what happened to this one so Elias starts with a song says he's not going to do it then he does it um, but he's interrupted by Titus O'Neil on playing the band, band he, he starts to um and the banjo comes over the top of his guitar playing and for a few seconds I genuinely thought his guitar broke <laughs> and like a string broke and everything was going wrong. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? Um, but no, it was just... It was just Titus on the banjo. Just Titus just doing the same... Yeah. Strumming his banjo. Strumming his banjo. Um, right, let's not get into that again. Jeez. Um, his big black banjo. Brilliant. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> I don't think it was black. It was. Was it? Yeah. Sure. And it had a white, the white bit in the centre. Okay. <laughs> like an Oreo. Like an Oreo, yeah. Uh, like a chalk ice. <laughs> um, What's wrong with saying this big black banjo? It's fine. We 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 get where you're coming from. Uh, so he but brings he generally out... was playing with his big black banjo. Okay. <laughs> so Follow Cruz comes out and then loses to Elias. So it's pretty much all we need to say about that, really. Yeah. Yeah. So the like. In the last three weeks, he's beaten Apollo twice and Titus, so I see no reason why they're still feuding. Um, yeah. Well, why? Yeah. <laughs> I would it. actually like to see the Titus brand uh, expand. It kind of rhymed. Titus, Apollo, and um, Tawa versus the Shield. <laughs> Call in. <now. laughs> 
No, I'd like I'd like to see some expansion to the Titus brand. Maybe a female. We some, someone, yeah, a female. Someone Sasha. who they're not doing anything with. Yeah, Sasha. They wouldn't go. Sasha's bigger big, than Titus brand. brand. Yeah, yeah, but the, she, it, would, yeah, it would elevate the Titus brand. She, yeah. um, she just hang out with them. She, ha- yeah, she's friends with them, but and she's black. Kinda. It's not a black she's... thing, isn't it? I know like, the banjo is. But it is a little bit, isn't it? It is. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd like to see some expansion. That just something different. They, those three don't seem to really do much together anyway. So no, and because I was hardly been with them since losing the title. Yeah, so. I think I'm kind of feel that maybe this one's just drifting away a little bit. But whatever. It's not like WWE. To do much stuff like, like that. that was a good save. Much like Elias's finisher. Uh, so yeah, what else was on? Well, the women. That was it. Uh, oh, speaking of Sasha Banks, she was in a what's it five way? Yeah, five way. Anyone else? This was a little bit of a cluster, right? Because so this nobody is, um, knew this was an elimination match. Nobody even Michael Cole did. This is another thing <laughs> that I heard that um, apparently the, the plan for this changed multiple times just throughout the day. Where was Nia Jax? So originally the plan, apparently according to the PW Walker? Insider, was triple threat between um, Emma, Dana Brooke. No, Emma, Alicia Fox, and Nia Jax. Um, that got changed to... Um, a, that was originally going to be pushed at max next week, and they thought they'd bring it forward this week, which then got cancelled again, where they were going to do a six-woman tag. The winners of that team face each other next week for the right to face Asuka, and then they just went with the Fatal Five way. Which makes you, makes you wonder where, where Nia Jax was, because... I think her versus Asuka would probably have been the most interesting matchup out of a lot of them. Yeah. Um, although I would, I would like to see Sasha versus Asuka. Um, so yeah, like, why did this Raw get mucked around so much? Do you want me to, this is what I think is going to happen. Well, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but I feel like there's a chance, there's a bigger chance that this can happen than you'd expect. So Emma, match Emma wins the five-way, obviously. Um, well, there's obviously there's a good chance that that's going to happen because it would bloody no, good. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Emma, Emma has won the five-way. Did you watch Roy? TLC's in two weeks. And I think potentially Emma could win she's, against Asuka. She's not going to beat Asuka. Because they're not they, gonna, they've been going got... on about this... Like, they've only just started going on about this undefeated streak, but they hadn't done until this week. And I feel like... And especially because Corey Graves said after the match he'd been saying throughout, he'd said, like, rest in peace, Emma, basically. And I feel like there could be a massive swerve coming. Like she's obviously not going to win clean or anything, but I feel like there could be a swerve, um, mm, and that 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 puts the undefeated streak to rest because the longer it goes, it's on, a bit of a burden. Yeah, um, it's going to do more harm than good the longer it goes on. Um, so I genuinely wouldn't Best be surprised. See Goldberg's. <laughs> yeah, and then how did that end? <laughs> Just with a shitty Kevin Nash powerbomb. Well, he got, didn't he get beat? He got tasered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think I Everyone genuinely wouldn't that. be surprised if Asuka didn't win her debut. I would be shocked if Asuka lost to Emma. Yeah, I I'd, would. I, I'd be shocked, but I wouldn't be shocked if that makes sense. <laughs> Literally doesn't. <laughs> I know it doesn't. But... Literally makes no sense. <laughs> it does make sense, but then it doesn't. <laughs> but then it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Essentially, it doesn't make sense, Aiden. So um, Emma's not going to beat Asuka. Alright, you've got your opinions, I've got mine. This is what we've got this thing for. This is true. This has got a good point, but then he hasn't. 
speaking of the women, we should mention because obviously it's going to be the the only title match on TLC. Yeah. Mickey James. Uh, 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 Huh? Don't forget Enzo and, Enzo and Kalisto. Oh, That's two. Um, we talked too much about cruiserweights. <laughs> we have talked way too much about cruiserweights this week. I did forget actually this whole Mickey James. How did this happen? Um, Mickey James, where did she come from? Where did she go? Hi, hi, Joe. Um, she. I heard good things about Mickey James while I was away. So basically, um, after No Mercy on the Raw Talk, Alexa Bliss said, "Look, I run for everyone in the women's division." And Renee said, well, what about Mickey James? She hasn't been in the match, she didn't beat her. And she was like, fine, put me in a match with her, I'll beat her. So then the next night, Mickey comes out and interrupts Alexa Bliss and was like, I heard what you said. Um, why don't you put your money where your mouth is, basically. Um, and she... Alexa's whole thing has been making fun of her age. You know, she's yeah. only 38, but she's been making... Really? Yeah, I thought she was older than that, but she's making fun of her age and saying, oh, she's an old lady and she doesn't want to face an old lady. So she went looking for Alexa the next week and I interrupted and was like, you want Alexa, but no, you want to face me. So she had a match with Naya, uh, nearly beat her until Alexa interrupted and Kai Hanger was like, right, fair enough, yeah, you would have beaten her, so have a match at TLC. And that's how that came about. Right. And yeah, the promos between them have actually been pretty good, and Mickey James's performances have been pretty decent. Which, when when it first started, I was like, oh, "Fucking Mickey James," but no, she's actually done quite well. Yeah, uh, there was a bit of interaction between the two this week. Uh, was it me? Or was it Alexa looked really different? She was dressed smartly. Some kind of push-up bra. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about her breasts. She was. Dressed, she, was she was dressed in street clothes. She was dressed a bit more glamorous. Yeah, well, usually she's in. It was in her gear. Exactly. She? There was. I guess maybe they were going with the whole thing that she wasn't in her gear, so she wasn't ever going to compete like wrestle because Mickey James challenged her to a fight. Which then makes me wonder why you always see wrestlers in their gear when they're not scheduled to compete. Yeah. Gold dust. Yeah. <laughs> Every single week he's got his face paint on. Like, so just stop it, mate. Yeah. Um, but one thing I really didn't really like good. about this was Mickey James calling Alexa it. Bliss biscuit butt. <laughs> Hang on, but there's two things here. What, what did you say, Matt? I said no nip slip. No nip slip. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I'm guessing he's generally guided. There was no. I was more upset about this whole biscuit butt thing. <laughs> Why? I don't even know what biscuit butt means. <laughs> but the fact that everyone was chanting it, out, and it's, I imagine it's meant to be like derogatory for maybe she's got like a small butt or something. But I'm not having it. Because <laughs> you, because you literally love Alexa Bliss's butt. It just, it got me unnecessarily angry. Alexa I don't know what butt. biscuit butt means, um, but I can't imagine it's a good thing. Hashtag biscuit butt. Um, like, it's kind of a little bit like I hope that doesn't become a thing um, dumpster fire thing which I didn't understand <laughs> yeah. John Cena called Baron Corbin a dumpster a flaming fire flaming dumpster fire um, and then it was like hashtag dumpster fire and I had just literally no idea what that meant um, I'm assuming biscuit butt isn't a nice thing to say to someone but I don't know could be I'm going to google it <laughs> come on then as long as it's not soggy biscuit butt I'm not googling that kind of thing dragging the tone down so it was such highbrow entertainment before. Now we're talking about soggy biscuits. You're the one who's continuing it. We can talk about something else while Matt Googles. Uh, well, that would, then that would be really bad podcasting. You know, we need con- continuity. Um, What's a biscuit, but Matt? It really hasn't. Uh, I can give you the ingredients to every biscuit known to man, <laughs> but biscuit but doesn't come up. But Urban Dictionary does have soggy biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not clicking on that. We won't expose what that means if you don't already know. Um, so biscuit butt, yeah, it's a mystery. 
Maybe it's a little bit like Sister Abigail. It'll be exposed over time. Turns out Bray Wyatt is a biscuit butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new gimmick. I think we've gone on it's way better too... than Husky Harris. <laughs> well, yeah. I think we've gone way too long on Raw. That's what she said, because, you know, Raw. Brilliant. Uh, I don't think we have, Matt. I think we are now finished when I say we finish. All right, fair enough. Um, and that concludes Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we missed anything, have we? Anything significant? Um, JJ beat Carl Anderson in a relatively quick no, no, match. No. We didn't miss anything. <laughs> JJ just, just to make sh- sure we've got everything covered. I'm a professional here. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone else think JJ actually did drop Carl Anderson on his head and then that move after was a bit of revenge? I know. I didn't, see, didn't notice that. Because if you look at... Um, Gallows' face, he shouts something at JJ after he dropped him on his head. What do you mean, at the end? No, it was during the match. Oh, no, I have no idea what you mean. No, oh, I, didn't, I didn't watch it that closely. What I did hear, though, or what I did, well, yeah, what I did hear was actually Corey Graves calling JJ, which I thought is all down to you. He, he's obviously <laughs> hurt me. Bloody love Corey Graves. So, Corey, Bloody as you clearly listen to the show, give us a mention on Twitter, please. <laughs> Come on, go. At the article, Peter. Speaking of Corey on Twitter, just a quick little thing to um, end on. Um, Are you going to talk about his brother? No. Okay, never mind. Um, what about what? No one know now. What about his brother? No. You, okay, I'll. I'll just, I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, right, but, Kanye. <laughs> um, Corey tweets something about his son doing the uh, Enzo dance. Oh, a few well, weeks thanks back. for oh. ruining what I was gonna say. All oh, right. Okay. Um, and. Corey Graves, little to, little to my knowledge, he um, has a brother who used to be in the WWE under a de- developmental contract back in, I think it was about 2011, who now wrestles in Mexico, I think. Um, but Enzo said something derogatory about Corey Graves um, being a father or something, but Corey's brother took offence to it, seemingly legitimately, uh, and said maybe it's time to return to WWE and kick this, I can't remember what he called him, but kick this guy's teeth down his throat. Fair enough. On Twitter. Um, so yeah, a bit of beef. Okay, well that was basically what I was going to say. I was just going to read what actually was tweeted. Corey initially tweeted saying, My son just ran to second base and danced like at real one, which is Enzo's Twitter handle, to celebrate. I have failed as a father. Yeah. To which Enzo responded, Now nah, you didn't fail as a father. You failed as a wrestler. That's why they dressed you up in a suit and tie and told you to sit down. That Hashtag, was it. how you doing? Hashtag champ. That's Which what Enzo said. He's a little bit harsh, a little bit. as he didn't fail as a wrestler. He's his career was ended by injuries and concussion. Yes. Um, but at the same time, to be fair, Corey, that's, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> at the same time, Corey did kind of start it. Wow. So yeah, and Corey never says anything nice about Enzo. On ever. TV. And Enzo doesn't say anything nice about anyone ever. No, that's true. Yeah. So apart from Big Cass, he used to love Big Cass. All he ever said was that he was big. He was seven foot tall, but you can't teach that. He used, uh, he used to say Carmelo was hot as hell back in NXT. But, she know, still is hot. I mean, who well. wouldn't? <laughs> well, I did see an article this week, and it was 15 women wrestlers um, who, who would be considered ugly if they weren't celebrities, and Carmelo was number one. What? Yeah, You're I know, it was Fucking mad. blind. Other people like Nikki Bella, um, Caitlin, other people. Yeah, Weird. Carmelo was number one. Weird. Anyway, are we going to stop talking about Raw? Was Sister Abigail on that list? <laughs> she wasn't. But Carmella was on SmackDown, so maybe she'll be getting SmackDown? 
He's going. He's doing it again. Clang. <laughs> All right. Well, Segway. We'll get into SmackDown. But before we get into SmackDown, let's start on uh, the latest WWE pay per view. SmackDown only pay per view. So good timing. Uh, Helen Cell. What did we think of Helen Cell? It was rubbish. No, no, <laughs> no. It generally wasn't. No, overall, I thought it was good. Solid. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, there were two matches which stood out. Obviously. Obviously. The first, the main one, obviously, being the main event, Kevin Owens Shane Man. Now I've actually really enjoyed this story so far. I was much so not been here to watch a lot of it. Um and I thought the match was pretty good. Yeah. Um, um Shane always manages to deliver, even though everyone always goes, mm, you shouldn't be wrestling against someone like AJ Styles yeah, or Kevin Owens. I kind of feel like he has to deliver because he gets put in these positions where people might think he's getting these opportunities that he doesn't really deserve. But then when he does, generally things turn out pretty good. Yeah. I did feel a little bit bad about his kids being ringside. I'm sure they're used to it. I don't think I'd ever get used to my dad. Like, <laughs> mucking about on top of a 20 foot so. well he is in his mid 60s now your dad so. oh yeah my dad <laughs> my dad could could have got up onto the uh, hell in the cell mid 60s might be a bit of a stretch no he is mid 60s is he 65 yet yeah is he has yeah. it been that long since he's 60th yeah jeez I thought it was like two years ago shout out to my dad shout out to Del Boy yeah no way no yeah that's a bit harsh yeah just bet your elders Hi, Derek. Exactly. Better. Anyway, uh, Kevin and Shane McMahon, Hell in a Cell. Now, when they were on the top of it, we were just discussing this, actually, in private. Um, bloody tense. I've, I've never sat there and gone, please don't go through it. Please <laughs> don't go through it. No, don't throw him on that bit again. Yeah, it was it was horrible. <laughs> like, it was it a great was... match. I love watching it, but it was horrible to watch. Yeah, I, I've, times. I've never been so tense while watching a wrestling match before, and... The fact that they kept slamming each other on the cell was bad enough, but the fact that they kept slamming each other on like the same piece of cell, I was like, it's going to give way. After it's got to eventually give way. Do you think um, that that might be a technical thing whereby one piece of the cell was reinforced, so they kept doing it on that? No, oh, now, I think that would. Well, now you reveal the secrets, <laughs> and now I don't feel as tense watching it. I feel well, like they know that that's that that bit definitely isn't one hundred percent going to give away, so they keep doing it on that one rather than moving it around. But then they hundred percent know it's not going to give away. Well, I don't think you can hundred percent know. Pretty brave. Balls yeah. are still. <laughs> Corey Graves said, "I don't know if we should thank modern engineering or just God. These guys <laughs> haven't gone through this hell." But this makes good. me think, like. Do I now watch WWE differently to how I did back in the day? Because when Mankind went through it and got thrown off of it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever yeah. seen. But now it's like, now please don't. <laughs> now I'm like, whoa, please what are don't you doing? Die. Please be safe. You've got kids. <laughs> um, I did think my only little gripe with this match was that they, I think they spent a bit too long on the top of the cell. Yeah, it was a little bit lengthy. That's what she said. Um, but, you know, I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't make the match any worse or anything. I just thought maybe there's a bit, bit too much going on in the cell. A bit too much wrestling going on. Um, <laughs> too much wrestling. Too much wrestling. God <laughs> damn it! I think it should have been like Kevin Owens got up there. Shane followed him. There was a bit of a brawl, but it should have been that Kevin Owens wanted to get down. I think. Um, yeah. Because his whole thing was he couldn't throw himself off. Yeah. Um, 
So he should have then, as soon as Shane got up after a bit of a fight, he should have then been like, well, fuck this, and leave. Which he did do eventually, but they were on there for like a good six, seven minutes. Yeah. Or do what you used to do back in the day of the game, when they'd climb up and then you just climb back down. <laughs> <laughs> the other side. Because <laughs> uh, that would get be great back in, for the audience. Get yeah. back in the ring and do some taunts. <laughs> yeah. the bar. I need momentum. Um... So yeah, I thought, generally I thought that match was good. Now, I'm not going to try and blow my own trumpet or play my own banjo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big black banjo, though. <laughs> but, um, I called the Sami Zayn thing, by the way. Not verbally, not audibly. Not in my life. If you can't now say it, that you called it. <laughs> I called it because when they were on top of the cage, I thought, I can really picture like um, Sami Zayn coming out right now and helping cost uh, Shane the match. I didn't quite picture how it was going to happen, but I definitely called it. Bullshit. And it happened. Bullshit. You could have maybe let us know. Yeah, you could have tweeted us or texted us. Say, this or... is what I think is going to happen, but when I was you were too it. busy swanning off canoeing on lakes in Canada and shit. All right. Jeez. Yeah. Well, we were back life. here trying to work out how to record a podcast without well, doing it wrong. Obviously, I'm the glue that is needed to make this podcast happen. Or just your laptop. <laughs> Um, so yeah I called it I don't care what any of you say I called it um, when I was watching it and I thought it was quite well delivered um, I yeah, didn't know well where the fuck he came from where did he come from I would imagine he would have came through that little section next to Shane's kids through the crowd right next did, to his kids did anyone mm. else see the uh, oh I, I tweeted it or I texted you it when oh they were yeah they, they were flipping, flipping <laughs> yeah I wouldn't have been surprised if he actually just walked and strolled down through the ramp because I imagine everyone was looking at Shane on the top and yeah, he could have literally just strolled down the ramp. Yeah. Yeah, I think that when it the first time they went through the table there was a lot of people around. And paramedics. And yeah. So maybe he was sort of part of that and had his hood up. Maybe, but I feel like people would have noticed. Yeah. They would have seen his face. Maybe he came from another room. I would have... Then he would have to run to the front. Oh of the yeah, that's out. true. He would have to get out <laughs> of hell. Yeah. I would imagine he would have just come through the crowd. Near the timekeeper's bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, there wasn't any sort of like reaction, like to him appearing. It was only after he sort of reached Kevin Owens. It was in the replay off. when you realise, oh my, that, that's Sami Zayn. Yeah. It was like, who is it? And then you see, oh, that's actually someone we know. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty well executed. And it's, it's you know, it's a new storyline for Sami Zayn, which is always a good thing, because I like Sami Zayn. I bloody love Sami Zayn. Uh, you, and you weren't really particularly endavid, endavid? enamoured with um, the heel turn. I thought the turn itself was fine, um, but before this I, I always just kind of thought the last thing I would ever want to see is Sami Zayn as a heel and I wasn't sometimes a, those are the best heels and I wasn't 100% are. sure that he would go kind of full heel but his promo on Smackdown which we'll get to kind of cements that we will yeah um, it does cement it I think and again another common theme we have throughout all of um, the heel characters on WWE Everything he said made sense. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I said, yeah. Sammy's yeah. in my thing, well, I'm sure we'll get to Sami Zayn's reasoning made what? perfect sense. In, in his what? In his <laughs> but yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, which annoys me with Hills because they shouldn't make sense. They, they should just lie. be irrational and terrible people. Um, but they're not. All of them, anyway. Uh, what else happened? So, right, okay. One of the best matches of the year for me. Again, 
The Usos versus New Day for the tag team titles inside the Hell in a Cell. Not Bobby Roode versus Ziggler? Not Bobby Roode versus Ziggler, no. Okay. Oh, I thought we were talking about uh, Jinder versus... Shinsuke. No, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Do you mean, as the uh, announcer says. Do you mean how former jobber and now current WWE champion Jinder Mahal defeated... World How can you ever say he's a jobber? Shinsuke Nakamura. Clean. 3MB were like the I bomb con- back in the day. I contest the clean accusation. Why? Because I'm guessing out, we're talking about this match now. The thing got kicked out. <laughs> However, yeah, we skipped over New Day, so. They got kicked out. We'll get back to The it. Kinshasa happened. He had the cover in and the ref and the... The ref was only momentarily distracted. Yeah, but as they always say, that little momentary hesitation, or whatever, can cost you. To be fair, on Nakamura's part, you should have pulled him maybe a bit more into the middle of the ring. Probably. And I always thought, if you can put your hand or your leg on the ropes, you then surely you can kick out. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it wasn't 100% clean. So, there's always a... I've just never thought... Every single match, he, every single title defence he's had since winning the title, he's had some kind of involvement via either the Sings or the Great Carly. So surely someone by now, especially Orton or Nakamura, have had multiple chances, would say to Daniel Bryan, Daniel these guys Bryan, keep so. getting in. And surely Daniel Bryan or Shane would be like, this guy keeps cheating and he's our <laughs> champion. We should maybe protect the integrity of the show. But no, it's fine. Shane's too busy jumping off shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daniel Bryan's too busy worrying about his head. Fuck Ginger. Ginger? Ginger? Fuck gingers. Fuck gingers. Bit harsh. Apologies to all gingers. Especially Sami Zayn. I love you, Sami Zayn. Non-apologies to all gingers. Fuck gingers. No. (laughs) Done with gingers. Maybe there is a nice ginger out there. There might be, but I've never met one. The modern day Maharaja. Sounds like the Sting Brothers are literally, there's like, they recorded it once, their intro, (laughs) and they've got a clip that they just mime to every time, because it sounds (laughs) the exact same every single time. Yeah. Jinder! Maho! <laughs> when are they ever going to do anything? The, the things. Well, they did do a. Oh, I won't advertise it, it's another podcast. They, they did a thing with Chris Jericho, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, you went there. <laughs> Mentioning other people's podcasts. Um, but yeah, when are they actually. Because they are they're good wrestlers. Yeah, like they, they recently had a match with Nakamura, like a handicap match. Their suits. <laughs> um, yeah, they could. Like, I don't want to see them actually be like a like a tag team in the division or anything. Do you not? No, but maybe have them kind of. I think they could help the division. Bump around a bit more. They bump like crazy, so I think they could have decent matches in a tag team match. Yeah. Um. Anyway, if they win the titles and all three of them have the titles, Jesus. Imagine... I won't ever watch SmackDown ever again. <laughs> Imagine the reaction in India. Um, Ginger and really the Singh Brothers versus the Shield of Survivor Series. Ginger and the Sings win clean. Um, pinning pinning is... Roman. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Ginger and the Sings is a good name for a band. Is yep. that what you were going to say? Yep. Okay. A bit like Enzo and the Cruise Wars. I'm a little bit torn <laughs> who I hate more, Ginger or Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. Well, I, I Matt, kind of thought it was. Matt's dessert. ideal scenario in a match between them two would be the they building of ups. <laughs> Or they both they both got serious injuries. Yeah, broken legs. Okay. Um, right. While we were on the subject of tag teams, over then, trying to get me back to where I was trying to talk about. Trying to get back there. The, the Usos versus the New Day in the Hell in a Cell for the tag team titles. The Usos become five time tag team champions. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. 
Five times. There we go, five <laughs> times. Uh, they became five-time tag team champions, and um, it was one hell of a match. This was fucking brutal. <laughs> it was brutal, and it was and one of the best matches. What I kept thinking, because this was the opening match, and Shane and Kevin Owens was the final match, and I kept thinking every kind of thing that I saw them do, especially with the weapons and stuff, I thought, well, we're not going to see that in the match later on. Because <laughs> we did. Did we? Oh, for, no, okay, I wasn't listening as much as I should be. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good that's really yeah. good as a host do yep. you uh... well no because I just thought like all the things like dives to the outside and weapons and stuff I just thought well if we've seen that now we're probably not going to see it later there on there was only one so bad good. thing about this match and that was the handcuff bit which they really bodged on I didn't Big understand e. what they were trying to do with Biggie they, were, yeah. they just they put him in the corner and lied him down but didn't tie him <laughs> to anything <laughs> I think they um, they maybe didn't think that through I don't think they fit him Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah because it, it looked like he had ripped them off, like, from the corner or whatever, but he wasn't actually attached to the ring. <laughs> because the if you watch off. it, the referee's trying to put it on him. <laughs> no wonder they bloody won. <laughs> <laughs> they, paid, they paid off the referee before the match. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just generally a really, really great match. Like, I'm always really, really impressed by Xavier Woods. Like every time that like Kofi's not in the match or or it's not Biggie, it's Xavier is one of the guys in the team. I always think oh, I kind of wish the other guy was in it, but every time I get proved wrong because he always puts on a hell of a show. Yeah, it was. Um, Ken Kendo stick shots always make me cringe a bit anyway because I feel like there's no way they don't hurt. And Xavier Woods posted a video on, Insta- on oh, Instagram after. I've not seen it. Oh. It's all across his like abs and his back, especially on his abs, all the welts that he's got oh. from from the kendo sticks when he was tied up in the corner. Yeah. It's so painful. Like you can like even though it's um, like you can hear Nakamura's music in the background, so it's quite later on in the show. But he's like as he's turning around, he's literally like ow ow. Yeah, he's like <laughs> winting like oh. It looked really really painful. Yeah, they did seem to go to town on him a little bit. Um... Do you know what I did find funny? When they had Jimmy or Jay in the corner with the we'll kendo sticks. And then they threw something at him and then two of them just went with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the Usos launching a chair at Xavier Woods coming off the turnbuckle was a personal highlight for me. Yeah. Because the, the camera was just focused on Xavier Woods and then he jumped and suddenly this chair comes out here from the side of the head. <laughs> I thought it was nice. I liked the... Um... With Biggie on one of the Uso's shoulders and the other one does the, the, the dive through the ropes or over the ropes into him and knocks him into the set. I thought that was really good as well. That was nice. And you know when um, Xavier Woods got the uh, symbol, the drum symbol, yeah, and then shouted, "It has begun." Yeah. So that was apparently. That was a, it was a gong, wasn't it? That's what he said. Yeah. It, it is has begun. Um, but. I think that was in reference to uh, Mortal Kombat. Yes. And this week is like the 25th anniversary of the first Mortal Kombat game or something. So apparently that's why he did it. Fair enough. Um, So yeah, just a brilliant match. Usos win the titles, which I'm not too bothered by. I kind of don't like the way the titles are flip-flopping in the tag team division on SmackDown between those two. I guess what the story they're trying to tell is that these two are clearly the best two teams and everybody else is rubbish. Which is kind of where they got to exemplified on exactly Smackdown. what they actually even said on Smackdown this week. Everybody so. else sucks. sucks. <laughs> um, I love the Usos. So yeah, that that match was brilliant. Not too positive by the title change. I thought it was more violent than I thought it was going to be. More violent, yeah. But um, again, probably within the PG era. Yeah, there was yeah, nothing 
No blood. No blood. No blood. Surprisingly. No headshots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was good. So other highlights from Helen Sale. So Baron Corbin is the new US champion. Which highlight, low light, take your pick. Um, I love AJ Styles, and I always will. And I kind of yeah, but AJ Styles should be doing something more than the US title, I believe. He should, uh, and I'm assuming that he will do. To be but, fair, though, he's made the US title the main title on the show, really. But he hasn't held it for very long. He hasn't held it for very long. He's held it multiple times. He's gone back and forth. Before, yeah. yeah. So it, it, overall, it's been about four months since he first won it. Yeah, I guess so. I just I think maybe could have done with, with a bit of a longer reign, and I don't really see where Ty Dillinger fits in in this this whole thing. He's obviously not massive part of the scene. Well, his reasoning was because he's been having. I, matches I understand his reasoning. His yeah. reasoning was I beat Baron last week. I think he's should. the one getting a top shot. Don't great Ty Dillinger either. No, I really don't. Well, I don't see the hype. I'll there's, be honest. There's no like he's good in the ring, but there's been no real connection or any real reason for you to get behind him. Like the I only really, thing, really they, don't like his hair. They're just yeah, <laughs> they're, they're just playing on the whole perfect ten thing. But there's mm. no reason to explain why he's a perfect ten or why you should like him. There's no, there's not been enough. Like you just haven't seen him enough to be fair, because he's rarely ever actually on. I guess TV. so. Uh, I didn't like the whole thing backstage thing of Daniel Bryan. I thought it was a bit cringy. See, yeah. And him, go- him going to ask for the triple threat match in itself is it maybe a bit of like a heelish move. Maybe, yeah. Like a bit of a whiny, like, oh, we should get this. And then he actually gets granted it. Um, I mean, everyone's been a bit whiny in this feud, though. Even AJ a little bit was a little bit whiny, I thought. Well, I, I think a lot of people in, whiny. In that, well, I, was, I was just meant to defend it against one guy. Now I've got There's to go against whining two. in the WWE lately. Yeah, it's not whining. That's fair enough. I mean, we're whining about the whining. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, Baron Corbin, New Year's type, a New US champion. Um, do we hate it? Do we like it? I'm. What indifferent. do we think of Baron as a champion? Um, I have literally no opinion on Baron. Corbin. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm indifferent. Like sometimes I think he's quite a good heel. Other times I think he's so boring and dull. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm quite indifferent to this. I guess I'm not against him winning because it's something fresh. It's um, his first title, right? Since he. It's his first title. Yep. Since even he even didn't get one in NXT. There aren't many to get there, to be fair. And. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. Charlotte versus the Charlotte <laughs> Natalia. That last was pretty rubbish, I thought. Yeah, it um, wasn't the best. The ending. ending. Just a DQ, which just feels really cheap for a pay per view, you know. It made absolutely no sense to me, right? Because Charlotte somehow for some reason decided to do the moonsault off the top rope to the outside which always is bad move yeah and obviously well, she's actually a really good move the, but it's a bad move the story was she her and uh natalia had been working on her knee so that was injured so she falls to the outside or jumps to the outside hurts her knee natalia even gets up first i think you're in the advantage position here there's yeah. no need for you to go and hit her with a chair yeah but she does anyway yeah, she it wasn't like Charlotte had like in the shoulder with a chair. It wasn't like Charlotte had um, dominated so much that no, she had, had to, to use, use the chair, chair yeah. to get out of it. Charlotte yeah. had barely got any offense in the entire match. Yeah, exactly. So it was a bit strange, um, I thought, and just a bad ending. I hate DQ losses like in championship matches, unless Miz was one one who could get away with it because it kind of fit in with his character, and it was always after a pretty good match anyway. Natalia's meant to be the best there is, like the best technical wrestler. And yeah. to be fair, I'd never seen the kind of comparisons between her like being the best technical wrestler and the comparisons between her and Brett and stuff until this match where it was a very Bret Hart match the whole leg Part thing the whole steel chair disqualification yeah. thing 
Yeah. 97 for it, maybe. But yeah, the whole working <laughs> on the leg thing, because we never usually really see that from Natalia. No, and we don't usually see it from women, if I'm honest. No, that's a good point. No matches. Does it, have, I ever know, have I ever mentioned this on the podcast? You can stop me if I have, but in every single women's match, the turnbuckle always plays a massive part in the, in the match. Now, it didn't play a, mass, a huge part in this one, but it, there's still a spot where Natalia's head bounces off the turnbuckle, the bottom turnbuckle. But if you can go back and look at all of the women's matches from WrestleMania, so when we had the elimination match this year, and a match the triple threat before, and a load of other women's matches in between, usually multi-person matches, to be fair, always, in the ending or somewhere near a major part of the match is that someone collides with the turnbuckle. And I just think, in a men's match, like that would literally not have any part to play in that match. Like It would literally be ignored. But in the women's, it always plays a major part. Has anyone ever noticed that? Can't say I have. I literally notice it every women's match. Can't say I have. Noticed. I don't know who books the women's matches and whether it's always the same person or whatever, but it plays a massive part in all the matches. Mm. I, looking back on it, I can recall a few things from Charlotte's matches in particular, especially with Sasha, but maybe a couple with Bailey. But I can't really think of any other scenarios you're on about. I do you remember when? Um, I think it was Alexa Bliss and Bailey where she, she chucked she, her in the corner. Well, she kicked out of a pin and Bailey went straight into the turnbuckle. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. And that was the end of that match. And then mm-hmm. there was a WrestleMania, I think, where someone went into the turnbuckle, Charlotte pinned him. Um, it's just a bit massive anti-climax to me because the turnbuckle is literally just there, always has been. There's never really been much of a weapon unless it's exposed. And how it becomes a massive deal to the women, I'll never, I'll never know. Anyway, a bit of a rant, but yeah, I just don't like it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and what else? What else? What was there? I think pretty much covered it. Uh, Shinsuke lost clean to Jinder, which we covered, which is just ridiculous. And what else? Was so Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Roode and Ziggler. Ziggler, Ziggler. Ziggler had teased that in the weeks leading up to it that he was going to give you the best entrance you've ever seen because his whole thing was doing copying various entrances, saying that this is what people care about more than actual wrestling. And what I actually liked this because it started with his music and then his music cut and then there was just no music, no lights, and he just walked out. I didn't like the over-exaggerated uh, yeah, the, <laughs> scratch the scratch the record, did, yeah. I didn't yeah, like that, that but I liked the fact that like he didn't actually do a massive flashy entrance. He just supposedly let his wrestling do the talking, but then... But then the match wasn't even that good. It wasn't no, that good. They don't have well, a lot of chemistry... I felt that in the promos before the match and after the match and, and during the match itself there wasn't much chemistry between the, the promo two. after the match oh. the promo on Smackdown this week we'll probably get into that a bit more but yeah, it, it was, was dreadful it was not good um, yeah bad dong <laughs> so yeah that, that didn't go didn't go too great um, Randy Orton and Rusev Randy Orton and Rusev now I feel for Rusev I kind of really thought he was going to win this match yeah, I did as well. And when he reversed the when he re- when he reversed the accolade into the RKO, no, when he, he reversed the RKO into no, yeah, he was going to get RKO, didn't he? But he reversed that, and he got being like that on the canvas into yeah. the accolade. Yeah, he was, he was and then playing reverse that into the RKO, playing possum as such. Yeah, which I thought would be a great way. I've never seen that before. Yeah, although I don't think I've ever seen Randy one tap out much, but. Um, to John Cena every oh, week. Apart from that, um, but yeah, I, just, I really wish Bruce ever won this match. I don't know why. Yeah, I well, do feel. Sorry I'm for to Rusev. the stage now where I'm done with Randy Orton. Well, I've been in that stage for about ten years. I just, 
I want them to do more of Rusev. He could be what Jinder is. He could be where Jinder is, even. We don't want them to be what Jinder is. <laughs> yeah. He could be where Jinder is, okay. in that he's the bad the bad guy like the, the, foreign, foreign. the foreign bad guy there's no there's no reason to dislike him <laughs> JR even put out a, um, a tweet during Hell in a Cell to say why should I actually dislike Rusev yeah. and he said he looked for all the responses and the only like the best response I could find was because he's not like us <laughs> in that he's, he's a hairy American. European who you, and his character used to have ties to Russia, and we don't like Russia. Because <laughs> like, who dislikes Bulgaria? Yeah, who I mean, even cares about uh, Bulgaria? My Dimit- friend Dimitar went to Bulgaria and said he is massive in Bulgaria. Really? Like he is. I, I, feel, I feel like he's massive everywhere he goes. He's a huge man. No, but like there's posters of him everywhere. Really? Yeah. Find out to believe. Well, so did I. But he was, <laughs> my friend was like, "No, he definitely is." Maybe like, he is that national hero that he claims to be. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, he really does have the key He's to got Rusev Day. I love Rusev. I just his, his promo from last week's Smackdown was like, I'm Randy Orton, you ruined Rusev Day. But that's okay. There'll be many more happy Rusev Days to come. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely like Rusev. I do. I think he's really uh, he's, he's really, yeah, he's really entertaining. Yeah. Like, no, even though his stories generally, apart from this one's been alright, his stories generally seem to be quite shit. Yeah. But he always makes them quite entertaining. So... Um, and he, like he looks threatening, and his wrestling he style is good. I don't know if he's put he's put on a lot of muscle since he does. Back, he does. Look, he looks more toned than he did before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he should he should be where Jinder is. I think he should be the the top the foreign guy. heel. Um, not I mean, not the guy because that's obviously always going to be Roman Reigns, man. Screw Roman Reigns. So yeah, um, Rusev lost the US title to Roman Reigns just for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Rusev basically just loses every week, which you know we've come to expect. Um, which he, is a shame. he takes the RKO like no one I've ever does, seen does before. Take it really yeah, well. takes he takes it takes like first. He does take it a little bit too like late almost. It, it looks like he can really hurt himself. Yeah. In that. his face goes first, and then his legs hit after rather than it being yeah. one. Yeah. But he does it. Every, he does it every time. Like, it's not just a one-off thing. Every last pass off, he did. Yeah. Yeah, RVT. So RVD always used to take him like right at the very top of his head, yeah. you know, like he died. Um, the way Neville takes those DVTs. Yeah, spiked. Yeah, Seth Rollins does that as well, to be fair. But yeah, off topic. Um, yeah, Paul Rusev. So okay, what do we think of Hell in a Cell overall? I, I mean, it was pretty good. Some some pretty dire stuff, but some, also was, some really really good stuff. I felt like it was like a sandwich. With a really shit filling. <laughs> the bread was good. But, but really tasty bread, yeah. Yeah, the bread was good. Like award-winning bread. But the, <laughs> the ham was a little bit off in the middle. Yeah. I would give you it... You don't want dodgy ham. No. Yeah, I'm introducing a new rating system here. I'd give it a system? <laughs> a C+. Plus. That's how I'm grading it. Oh, fuck me. We can't go for a thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> well, I'd like to do something that in which the audience can actually hear. Well, fuck you. I'm giving it a 6 <laughs> out of 10. You're going 6 out of 10. Ali, what thumbs are you giving it? <laughs> we'll give our own different. Um, I give, it, really I give it three and a half stars. <laughs> Dave Meltzer. Um, I'd, I'd say I'm going to go I'm going to go with Aiden's new grading system. Uh, I think the C plus is maybe a little bit harsh. I'll go with a B minus. I did consider a B, but I didn't give it one. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, go with the new grain system, please. Six out of ten. 
which equates to about a C plus. About C. a C plus, yeah. yeah. Six out of ten. It's about a C. Matt's going with a C plus, ladies and gentlemen. No, six to Mainly gentle. Six out of ten. Um, okay. So moving on to actual SmackDown this week. Um, well, we've touched on some of the stuff that happened um, on the show. Uh, let's start with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, because they sort of... What I didn't like is why did they have a joint dressing room? <laughs> hey. Kev- oh, sorry. <laughs> who, I was doing that thing you did to me earlier where you didn't listen. <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Why did they have a joint dressing room even with their, their names on it? It was quite cute, wasn't it? Why does that happen? Because they're going to be the best heroes you've ever seen in your life. Right. They're the two best friends that anyone <laughs> could have. Uh, yeah, so that was that just annoyed me a little bit. But so Sami Zayn uh, gets introduced by Kevin Owens as his guardian angel. I thought Kevin Owens' promo was a little bit weird. Um, talking, I liked about, it. talking about heaven and stuff. Well, his, his thing leading up, leading up to hell in a cell was that he's going to send Shane to hell. Yeah, okay, that, well, yeah, Shane con- condemned him to hell, but people like me don't go to hell, they go to heaven. Yeah, I guess that made sense actually, which is fine. He essentially basically said I almost died, but I didn't. Um, because Sami Zayn was his guardian angel. So Sami Zayn obviously helped Kevin Owens win against Shane at Helen. So, um, brings Sami out and gets him to explain why he did what he did. And everything he said made complete sense. He essentially said, Shane is an egomaniac, doesn't care about Sami, doesn't care about Kevin. And all he cares about is himself. Um, so, Sami has never got anywhere. He originally kind of started by saying, like, I wanted to do things by sticking to morals and doing things the right way or whatever, whereas someone like Kevin Owens takes all the shortcuts and is a bad wins, person wins and he's got all the championships, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, so everything he, made, everything he said just made complete sense, which I find it really hard to boo someone when they're talking complete sense. Yeah. I'm not going to boo anyone because I'm not a child, but. Which is why I um, find it easy to boo Matt. anyone because he never makes any sense. <laughs> I don't boo. You boo Roman Reigns. Right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just not going to boo Sami Zayn because you know. I, I don't think I could ever boo Sami Zayn. Like one, what I did wonder. You two are well in love with Sami Zayn, didn't you? I, I did. Swear, it just everything he said made sense. What I did wonder during this promo was how is this heel turn going to change his in-ring style? Because he wrestles such a babyface way, and he's yeah. always fighting from. Underneath. His music's got to change as well. He's fighting from underneath. He comes out all happy-go-lucky. Um, he does he all the dives. He's the ultimate underdog. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted them to well, kind the of... the underdog from the underground. That's what it is. I've always kind of wanted them to go the Daniel Bryan route with him and eventually have some kind of massive moment. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of... Yeah, maybe ruined it a little bit now. Like so, that like, the only, the only thing I can happen. think of is maybe that he... Like, Owens will win the title at some point. Maybe off Jinder or whatever. And then... Sammy will turn maybe a WrestleMania match and then hopefully Sammy wins it, wins it then. Um, but yeah, I just wonder how his actual in-ring style is going to work as a heel because he's, he's never actually been a heel in his career before. No. If they won the tag titles, just this is just a thing out there, because Kevin Owens not won like, nearly every belt. It would be like a Grand Slam. The only thing he... The only, he wouldn't have won the Raw Tag Team title. The only... Yeah, well, the only male singles title he and wouldn't have won would be the actual World Heavyweight Championship. Championship yeah. uh, well, that's the case now. But that's yeah. pretty impressive considering he's only been in the company, what, three years? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. impressive. And he's won, like, the Intercontinental and the US multiple times yeah. as well, so he's definitely stamp padding. I bloody love Kevin Owens. Yeah, you're I'm so in love with Kevin. I love <laughs> Kevin. Honestly, we, me and Ali have never dressed up like Sami Zayn. <laughs> this is true. I 
<laughs> bloody dude, I love Kevin Owens. No, and, I think we all he should be where Ginger is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he should be where bloody Ginger is. <laughs> bloody India. I thought you we were going <laughs> to say bloody India. <laughs> Oh. Uh, anyway, physical and racist in one episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I kind of just thought, well, this makes complete sense. So Sami Zayn, good on you, and I quite like. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I quite like Kevin Owens so and Sami Zayn one, together. One little really interesting great. point: I don't know if anyone watched Talking Smack after Helena Cell. No, I missed um, it. You, you didn't watch Renee. No. I um, AJ Styles was on there and Bloody love Renee, 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 asked, uh, um, Renee asked AJ Styles um, like obviously you've got history of Shane like what do you think of what happened and he basically said like um, look I can completely understand if Shane wants to go around if, if Shane wants to beat up Sami Zayn now um, and trust me if he wants any help beating up Shane and uh, beating up Sami and Kevin Owens and I'll be the first one there to help him so I Survivor can't imagine anything's actually going to happen, but maybe some kind of Team Shane, Team KO match. Yeah, Survivor Series looks like maybe I'm, a likely uh, thing. Well, we saw it last KO. year, What's and I don't necessarily want to see like Team Raw and SmackDown this year, because we saw it last year. So if we get actual, like, each brand builds, has their own actual matches. So Team Shane versus Team KO, and then maybe something like Team Shield, Team Miz, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I'd rather that than Team Raw SmackDown. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I really enjoyed last year's Raw vs SmackDown match. I really, though. I did. I think that was one of the best matches of the year. I really liked it, but I, f- I feel like we've seen it now. The rosters it would aren't mainly much be different. the same people, wouldn't it? Yeah, the rosters yeah. aren't much different. Yeah. And like, it would be the same people, just some of them be on a different team. I guess you'd have Finn, Finn in that match. Yeah. Yeah, but that's about it. Really, that's the only difference there would be. Yeah. So, so I, I would rather see. Was Randy Orton in that match? Yeah. He was, he was with the Wyatts. Oh yeah, he was for me, and they won. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he consoled Shane's kids when Shane died. Yes, that's true. Because uh, Roman killed him. Because Roman can't wrestle, apparently. <laughs> Roman can't wrestle. Yes, he can. Do you know who can wrestle though? Roman Reigns. They're his cousins. The new the fuck the Usos. <laughs> <laughs> the new fuck the Usos. <laughs> Worst segue ever. It was it was such a good one. I feel it was coming on. And then you just derailed yourself. Uh, so, Roman's cousin, the new fuck Usos, um, yeah, they can wrestle. They're pretty good, right? But all the other tag teams suck. suck. <laughs> so, Bad I promo. You reckon? Bad promo. Really? I, I really yeah. like this. I thought... Oh, bloody them, loved it. Them, them it calling really out, bad. I thought them calling out New Day and putting their... like it, It's nice closure to the angle. I didn't mind that bit. I just didn't well, like then just the running down the tag team division. Well, just, just the way it was like, because everything they've done in the recent weeks has been so quite like really intense and like violent as in the matches was, and it was like all these other teams suck, and it's like well, grow up a little bit, you know. Well, they do though. Well, they can't say they're shit or anything. <laughs> what else do you expect them to say? Like, they're poopy, say like John Cena would say. Like they couldn't lace on boots or anything like that, you know. Not just. They oh, wear, they, like, they suck. They wear like, Jordans, shit, mate. They wear like Jordans or Air Maxes. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like it. I like the I like the idea behind it, and I kind of like the fact that they were playing on the idea that they were lighting a fire under all the other teams. Um, but I just didn't generally didn't like the delivery of the promo. But I'll get over it. Good. Um, so. Because what that led to was a five 
was it a four-team um, match? How over were Brizango? Yeah, I know. Massive. You know what it is? They, they, they got they the biggest one. This is what I wanted to mention. So we saw the return of the fashion files, which we didn't mention on uh, at Hell in the Cell, oh. yeah. um, which they then said on Tuesday we yeah. have pulp fashion. Oh, yeah, never happened. happened. Yeah, and then that just didn't happen. Why did they keep doing yeah. this? Because a couple of weeks ago Don't they make said promises you can't keep. A couple of weeks ago they said. Um, Fashion Files returning next week. Well, and then it got to next week and they went, oh, actually, it's going to be a hell of a So that's like saying episode and he, even, even, <laughs> even, It's going to be coming. And it never did. Even Byron Saxon on air said, well, we thought it was going to be today, but it was, we're doing it at Hell in the Zell instead. So. Why? And it's just weird. Like, don't promise things. Like, just don't advertise yeah. them. Just have if them come. If you don't think they're definitely going to happen, just don't, don't talk about it. So, but what I, what I thought during this, because like, all four teams came out um and then Daniel Bryan comes out, and I just think Daniel Bryan must have the easiest job in the world because yeah. all he ever does is come I've got out. a great name for Chad and Shelton as well. Shelton. <laughs> That's a good one. Shelton. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got the easiest job in the world because all Are he we does is come out. It sounds too close to Shelton, I think. All he ever does is come out <laughs> and make. I'm going with Shelton. He just makes matches that have already made themselves. Because no, like no one in the entire world who was watching it didn't see a fatal four-way match coming from that interaction. And then he comes out and goes, "You know what? I'm gonna make a fatal four-way." And everyone's like, "Yes, yes." Well, before yes. I even before I even said it, I put DB comes out to make a number one exactly. contenders match. Like you could see it coming from a mile off. And then he didn't. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I've written the notes down wrong." <laughs> it was weird how he was like, "Get out of the ring," and then all the crowd were like, "No." And then he was just like, no, when I said get out of the ring, get out of the fucking <laughs> ring. You got really angry. Get out of the ring. Because <laughs> you can hear, like, I think he was like Kofi Kingston. He was like, all right, damn. <laughs> and he's like, he, he said please. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, that was a little bit odd. Um, yeah. Just a little fight. He just must have the easiest job. Cause all he so Chelton won. <laughs> Chelton did win. Uh, I don't think that one's going to stick. Chelton? Yeah. Oh. About, about, oh. about Shad Benjable. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> no, not having that one. Nah. No. Uh, okay. Chad K. Benjamin. K. Benjamin. Let's just stick with K. Benjamin. Benjamin and K. So they won. Yes. They did win. So they're now the number one contenders for the Usos titles. And I kind of think, what, what about New Day? Well, I guess they're, like... They're going to be out for a while, I think. It wouldn't have made sense for them to be in that match. Yeah, but why is their rematch? They're contractually obliged... No, because didn't they say they, during... They kept going... They kept ramming it home that but then this that was the have, end of the that line. That should have been a stipulation, right? Maybe it was. You haven't been watching... The losers don't get another... Um, title shot one when these guys are champion you know like they would usually make something of that maybe it's that's weird. in the match contract that you didn't see maybe that we maybe. never get to see unless it's going to be a unless, it, unless there's a contractually out. obliged rematch um, yeah it, I wonder where they're going to I would imagine they're going to have to well do New Day either go in a feud with Harper and Rowan who we saw later on well I imagine that would be Breezango right or, ah, oh yeah, well, that, that's the thing, because I thought, I've got a note here, because we saw a promo from Harper and Rowan, yeah. so obviously they're making a return as a team. As it was. I thought Harper and Rowan will interfere in the tag match, 
but then I didn't think about the whole Brizango thing. Yeah. Well, it would make sense, right? For them to be with Brizango. Yeah. Yeah. It, I would imagine it would, because they're what, they're the bludgeoning brothers? Is that what they're called? <laughs> the bludgeoning brothers. How bludgeoning is that? Brothers. Terrible, terrible look. Terrible gimmick. The Berserker. Just, just remind me of the Berserker, yeah. You stole that one from me, man. Did I bollocks? <laughs> um, yeah, I... Just like you predicted the time he's around with bloody massive hammers. Like, who does that? Four. Four what? Four. <laughs> you have to get the four. Um, yeah, who does that, man? That's just ridiculous. You can literally kill someone with that. Triple H used to walk around with a hammer all the time. He didn't really walk around with it that much. He didn't do his promos with a hammer or anything. Sometimes he did. You don't know what's going on under the camera. Okay. Um, Anyway. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to Harper and Roman as a tag team. Well, I mean, they literally have been... What I did love as a tag team was Randy, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Aiden English and Rusev. Yeah, I've got one in. You've got your first Yeah. Um, Nakamura, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I uh Nakamorton I quite like that one what's Ranke Nakamorton what's Aiden English Rusev Jobbers Rusev <laughs> anyway yeah, just Jobbers yeah. this match happened and uh, Randy and Nakamura won and it was alright it was okay I got one weird thing I got on because I, I got a notification on my phone during the night to tell me that Randy and Shinsuke had won this match it said Randy Orton Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Aiden English and Rusev in a heated match I was like okay so what happened and then I watched it I was like that wasn't heated it was just a normal match why are, why are they partnering up anyway Orton and yeah we're, we're they're literally Shinsuke, a few weeks ago Shinsuke's forgotten about Jinder because Jinder cool. wasn't there Shinsuke's done with Jinder that's what <laughs> yeah because Jinder wasn't there on SmackDown. Brock wasn't there on Raw. So we went an entire week without yeah, but the no, two world champions. Like, a few weeks ago, these two were feuded. It wasn't really a few. It was just a yeah, one-off match. Wasn't it? Yeah, but he, okay, he already met out of nowhere. Nah, that's what Randy does. That was friendly rivalry, as banter. I'd like to see. <laughs> as I'd like to see um, with the Shield. <laughs> a friendly uh, <laughs> the Royal Rumble. I don't know why you two are so against this idea. I think that could work. I don't understand your logic behind a friendly. <laughs> I'm not saying friendly like a pre-season friendly. I'm saying rather than there being any bad blood between the three, it's literally just, look, I think I'm the best. No, I think I'm the best. Let's have a match to settle this. When has that ever happened before in WWE? Well, it has happened sometimes. Not friendly. Like, all the matches between Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns were friendly. All the matches... Yeah. Anything that happens between Bailey and Sasha? Yep. That's friendly. It's way too friendly. It's not going to happen. We'll see. We will see. Well, we won't see because it won't happen. It'll be glorious if it does happen. Another thing that was glorious (laughs) this week was Bobby Roode. I'm sorry, when I make segues, I'm coming after your job. But Matt makes all the segues he wants, and it's like, oh yeah, good segues. It's just unexpected from Matt, that's all. Back in the net, two of them. Is that some oh, kind yeah. of like backhand slagging off comment to Matt? It was kind of. Oh, yeah. Skip past it though because yeah. I've just got another segue. Yeah. <laughs> You're just too cool for segues, Matt. <laughs> you are. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you in your good English. Thanks, I think that was a compliment. That good English would have been a good um, segue to the Nakamura match, but you know. 
page in English. Would have been. Never mind. Yeah, I've already done that one. Uh, so what did you say? Glorious. Glorious, that glorious. was it. So Bobby Roode dogs England. <laughs> Can I just say the overuse of the word glorious is getting on my nerves oh, and the yeah, fact it's... that Bobby Roode is just not working as a face. I just don't like Bobby Roode. Shh. 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 I fucking love Bobby Roode. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go well on the audio. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'd, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not having Bobby Roode. don't like him. <sighs> I think he's boring, for a start. Uh, I don't think he's a particularly great wrestler, and I'm not too keen on his gimmick. I like his song though; it's good. Mum likes this song. Really? Every time he, um, every time he comes on, um, Mum goes. <laughs> 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 oh, Mum. Alright, mate. Every time, he, every time he appears on the TV, Mum goes, "Oh, this, this is." It's the one I like, isn't it? He's got the nice music. I like this one. Every single time. Like, I can't believe you said Bobby Reed comes on your mind. That's not what I said at all. I think if you replay it, that's not exactly what you said. <laughs> Every time he comes, Mum. That's not what I said. That's not what I, just... And you said, Every time he comes on, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Mum pause. No, there wasn't a Mum pause, but you'd already been said at that point. <laughs> I don't even think I said mum. I think I said that. every time every time he comes on. Every she... time he comes on, mum does this. Every time he comes on, why did you pause? <laughs> anyway, the, the point was she likes his music, and makes the same point every time he comes out. On We're TV. gonna have to cut that bit out. <laughs> are we? Yes, we are. Why? Because my mum will listen. She not listening. She only listens to like episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the support, man. Um, cheers. <laughs> After that revelation, um, yeah, Bobby Roode not having it. Promo, the promo, promo between shit. the two was awful. There's no chemistry like that. He I completely said. forgot what he was going to say, didn't he? Yeah, there yeah, was a weird like twenty second just silence. They were they were just like going, yeah, well, it will be the same as last well, I time. Work, yeah. I couldn't work out. Who. Yeah, it will be the same as last time. Yeah, I couldn't work yeah. out who <laughs> fucked up. But I think Bobby Roode fucked up, and Dolph Ziggler didn't help him. And also move the, it along. the camera was on Ziggler the whole time, so I feel like Rude was probably in his like his facial expression was probably oh what did I say? What <laughs> I <was there>? uh, <laughs> glorious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rude messed that one up. I think. Anyway, I like that's my ringtone as well. By the way, is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's not annoying to everyone around. It is because you only really hear the piano bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not one of those people who leaves it like to ring just so you can hear it, are you? Oh, I definitely do, because okay. it is. I'll take back what I said about you being too cool for segues. It's stunning. Ooh, Another person who's stunning, Carmella. Is this the Matt Bombie show? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm loving this. <laughs> it's nice to see Becky Lynch get an actual definitive win, because I can't remember the last time she won in a singles match. It might be nice to see that, but it's not nice to see someone who's meant to be the money in the bank briefcase holder get just easily beaten or something. Yeah. I don't care about that. But I do like their new outfit. <laughs> it's funny how it didn't work for King Kong Bundy, but it works for Carmella. Hmm. Yeah, there is this. Yeah. A lot of similarities between the two. Who else? Who was the other one that wore something like that? Big Show. No. Andre? Do you mean woman? No, it was a bloke. Oh, what was his name? Bobby Heenan? Giant haystacks. No, <laughs> just shut up for two seconds and I'll get there. That's not good radio. <laughs> she's that's, not right. radio. that's what she said. This isn't radio, this is a podcast. Uh, 
No, oh, fuck it, it's gone. I mean, I've given you pointers. some very like, like actual options. Yeah, we're giving you the actual answers. It used to be uh, Snoop Dogg's security guard. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is his name? Of all the tips, isn't it? He used to have like, um Could be a wrestler. <laughs> a mohawk. Not so long oh, ago. Brodus Clay. That's the one. Oh. Clay. Brodus Clay. Mm. He did wear something very similar. Funkasaurus. That's what I was trying to think. Of. I was trying to think of the theme tune. Somebody call my mama. Woo! Somebody call my mama. Woo! That's <laughs> the one. Anyway, moving on. Come on, we're done. We're SmackDown, are we not? Um. Yeah. I think so. Smacky D. Yeah, that was pretty much. There was one backstage segment with the women, but wasn't. No, really. that was, wasn't really worth. There was a there was Charlotte attacks Natty and then all the girls come in and fight each other, but all the referees break up all the other fights other than Charlotte yeah. and Natty, <laughs> which was a bit weird. Yeah, and I think Natty maybe might have got a little bit too far. Did you break your father's heart again? I thought it was a bit mm, topical, but obviously everything with Ric Flair is fine. Which we did, yeah. We did really. cover that, but that never got aired. Never got aired. Wonder why. Maybe one day we'll release those episodes. <laughs> the lost episodes of PWP. Yeah, yeah the ones where you were not From the vault. When we do take another hiatus and uh, stick some episodes out there, they'll be terrible quality sounding <laughs> episodes. But... If you can cope with the sound of uh, mobile phone feedback throughout the whole episode, you'll be fine. Oh, that one's deleted. Delete. T- um, delete. So, yeah. Okay. What a long episode this has been. Oh, it's been all right. Hour and a half? Two hours. <laughs> two and a half hours. I was going to say. Hours. No, not Jesus. quite. Not quite that long. Um, Over two. Nearly two. Um, too sweet. Which, you know. Next week, surely we should be doing some other segments. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, so next week, I think. Uh, obviously, we had a lot to get through today. Everyone has been clamouring to hear more about our Survivor Series uh, team. So next week, we'll, we'll look at the Attitude Era. Um, and we'll also be debuting our new book of tea. Tell me you didn't just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah soundbite dependent. And hopefully, in a few like, few few episodes time, maybe we might have some special guests. Or well, I mean, as you know, we like as Aiden said earlier in the episode, we like to play our cards close to our chest. We do, but if you however, at the same time, I'd like you to enlighten me because I don't know <laughs> what you'd be, who you'd be getting. Well, let's maybe we should just say that it would the episode would go with a bang. Um, we're nearing the end of the episode, but as you may remember from our last episode from a few weeks ago, a few weeks uh, ago, Jesus, a few weeks ago, we like to add a little bit of competition into the end of our episode just for a little bit of light, high fun. Maybe a little bit of a friendly, if you will, Aiden. Um, well, well, they're not allowed, apparently. <laughs> well, they are in PWP world. Um, so hypocrites. <laughs> yes, hypocrites. Um, so again, once again, I've got the what culture trivia wrestling trivia game in front of me, um, and I'm going to give you each thirty seconds to answer as many questions. Well, correctly. It was a minute before. Well, we counted down to 30, that's alright, yeah, I'm alright with that. Was it, minute? Was it, it was a minute, minute before, yeah. Alright, we'll go back to a minute, that's fine. You get a minute each um, <laughs> to answer as many questions correctly as you possibly can. Now, Aidan, you were the victory in our first uh, first round. By a country mile. <laughs> yes! Well, by a country mile, I think by two. Um, so, you get to choose whether you go first or second this week. 
Um, I'd like to go second, please, Dermot. <laughs> Little eggheads reference, man, for those of you who watch eggheads. Okay, so Ian's going second. So Matt, How old are you to be watching eggheads? My dad. Uh, fair so Matt, whilst I've prepared a question, uh, would you like to entertain the listeners? With what? Well, last time we filled this gap with impressions, do we have any more that we could throw out there? Any oh. Jinder Mahal impressions? Mm, he not, goes, without being, not without being completely racist. <laughs> Alright, any Nakamura impressions? <laughs> uh, again, not without being completely racist. Something about Godzilla? <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. Um, Alright, who else has got any good ones? Uh, I can't think of any... I really wish you'd prepare the questions beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I really wish you'd hurry the fuck Because we're going to have to do this again when it comes to me. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do Daniel Bryan impression. Doesn't really work on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those of you who can't see us, which is all of you, Matt raised both of his index fingers and thrusted his arms while his fingers are pointed into the air multiple times in the yes chant fashion. Yeah. God, this is terrible audio. <laughs> Right, okay, Matt, I've got some questions for you. Now, I've taken, I've taken on board your previous comments. Some of them are maybe slightly easier. Um, some of them are still pretty hard. Oh, dear, great, thanks. So, Aiden, I'm going to need I'm gonna need you to give me 60 seconds on the clock. <coughs> and you've got to remember, listeners, I was drunk for a lot of my time watching wrestling. You can't, can't wheel out that excuse every time, Matt. Yeah, I was, though. Oh, that, that's an unfair advantage. Well, that's, that's an unfair excuse on. because I was a child all <laughs> the time I was watching. That's a good point. Yeah, well, I was drunk. Uh, if I could have been drunk, I would. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Aiden. 60 seconds is on the clock. Three, two, one, go. Brock Lesnar is married to which former WWE Sable. diva? Correct. Who was the leader of NWO 2000? Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart. Ah. Oh. Uh, okay. 2000, what am I talking about? Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae and Layla have all been valets for which dancing wrestler? Fandango. Correct. How many belts did Hacksaw Jim Duggan win in WWE? Zero. Correct. Uh, who was the guest commentator for the main event of WrestleMania 13? Skip. Shawn Michaels. Um, yes. Uh, which, multi- which million record selling rapper is the cousin of Sasha Banks? Snoop Dogg. Correct. In what year was the first WWF ladder match? Oh, WrestleMania 10. I don't know. uh, 94? No, 1992. The theme tune medal was used by which two WWE superstars? Medal? Beep, 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 beep. Was that a minute, was it? Yeah. Jeez. Medal? What was that one? Kurt Angle and the Patriot. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, dear. That was really bad. I'm really sorry, listeners. So that was that was four correct answers from Matt. That was really bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, you never know. Aiden might might fail spectacularly. <laughs> I, I doubt it somehow. That's my speciality. <laughs> Growing up as a Spurs fan. Oh. Uh, okay. So Matt, I'm going to need you. Actually, Aiden, there's no way I can validate that was a minute. Are you cheating? No. I might still have it on on here. The listeners can validate for us, I guess. It wasn't, but it's not there, but it was 1 minute, 0 seconds, 0. 0.33. <laughs> That's pretty precise. Okay. So, Matt, can you give me 1 minute, 0 seconds, 0. 0.33 on the clock? 
<laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> okay. And three, two, one. Which WrestleMania was the first to be held outside of the United States? WrestleMania 6? Correct. Jeez. Um, <laughs> he's wild. Who defeated Kane to unify the world title and WWF Intercontinental title at No Mercy 2002? Um, test? No, it was Triple H. Uh, who held the WWF Heavyweight Championship for a combined total of 4,004 days? Bruno San Martino. Correct. Uh, which two colours were predominantly associated with the NWO? Black and white. Correct. Um, what was the name of Zack Ryder's hit YouTube series? Oh, I know it. No, I don't know. It was Z True Long Island Story. Um, what was the first name of Ken Shamrock's on-air uh, sister? Correct. Um, Kevin Owens took his ring name in tribute to which superstar? Owen Hart. Correct. Uh, Stop. Oh, so close. Aiden scored five. Yes. Correct answers. Which you means stop? look at that as well. <laughs> One minute, zero seconds of point three five. Um, so, which means Aiden, you are the victor for the second consecutive uh, trivia game. Congratulations. How do you feel? My guest at this time, Aiden Bunker. Um, hi, thanks for having me. Um, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I feel great. I've never really won anything before. Um, <laughs> two, two weeks running, I'm on a good streak. Um, could I get to past 21? Or even 170-something like Goldberg? Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, Matt, we're going to have to start incentivising you to win these ones. <laughs> so we might have to introduce some sort of forfeit. <laughs> Forfeit? If Fuck the, that. If Aiden gets to five wins, it's going to be a forfeit. What's the forfeit going to be? Well, I'm full about that, yeah. Jeez, how, you've seen how long it takes me to come up with questions. <laughs> Imagine how long it'll take me to come up with To be forfeit. fair, how are you going to make me do a forfeit? Well, you know, I have my ways and means. I don't, but yeah. I will literally be the <laughs> It's not the way you treat your co-hosts. I know you're fine. Or cousins. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Ben. <laughs> that's, that's right. Not, ben already divulged the fact that he doesn't listen to our show. So that's right. I just realised that was Phil anyway. He used to beat up Ben. Ugh. My bad, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> My bad. Uh, anyway, a bit of an insight into the checkered family history <laughs> of the Bunker Bambi Bambi <laughs> <laughs> Bunker Bambi Courage's cousins. Um, so yeah, that kind of brings us to the end of the show on that farm family drama. Um, what a long episode isn't it? <laughs> it has been but it's been good to be back yeah I hope your listeners have enjoyed it um, if you have or haven't I hope you actually get to listen to it this week that's always a benefit <laughs> yeah uh, but if you have enjoyed it please do give us a follow on the old Twitter on Instagram at the underscore PWP um, you know get involved in our tweets we've been trying to get more media content out there um, so yeah just you know if you see Kiss. us tweet something, don't ignore us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mum. <laughs> um, if only we were Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. Ooh. But we're not, so it's fine. <laughs> that was car sounds when you Anyway, on that, uh, Bob Shell, thank you for listening. Uh, we're so glad to be back. Uh, we hope you're glad we're back too. Well, we were always here. Alright, oh, jeez. Well, if you were here, why didn't you get the next episodes out? 
So yeah, thanks for listening. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Aiden. Well, I blame Aiden too. And with that, <laughs> that you want me to edit this week? Because I'll, I'll more than happily just rest at home doing fuck all. Like you have done all week? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, no, please edit it. It needs to do. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> uh, and on that, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Join us next week where we'll have some more segments and we'll be running down Raw and SmackDown in the build-up to the LC. Thank you for listening.